Welcome to Deep Drinks Podcast, where the drinks are deep and the conversations are deeper. Welcome for coming out. Uh, thanks for everyone who's come out at such a strange time for us to be running Deep Drinks podcast. But thank you for turning up. So uh, before we jump into it, I want to mention that Ukraine's power grid is kind of a bit crazy at the moment. So if this episode ends abruptly, we apologize, but there's nothing that we can do. Um, thanks, Russia. Uh, but feel free to ask uh, any questions. Just make sure you tag um, Deep Drinks podcast or Anna in the chat, and we'll make sure to try and get to them. Uh, before we introduce, I want to introduce Anna by saying Anastasia Paraskevova is a Ukrainian citizen volunteering on the front lines of the Russian invasion. This is the second time Anna has come on to Deep Drinks. The first time was almost two months ago. Today is the 281st day of the invasion and Anna will be giving us an update from the perspective of a volunteer with boots on the ground. In the wise words of Anna, truth prevails. Fuck fascism all over the world. Fuck Russia in particular. Slava Ukraini. With that, welcome, Anastasia. <laughs> what <laughs> Anastasia. a welcome. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I always get paranoid I'm going to screw up your name, but I've refused you did, to call you, you did. Anna. Oh, you well, did. whatever. <laughs> Don't worry about it. It's all good. Uh, <laughs> okay. Well, thanks you, so much for coming on the show again. Yeah. Hi, everyone who's watching <laughs> or oh, listening, I guess. I don't know. Uh, yeah. yeah, I you did in fact butcher my name, but I completely forgive you because you're my friend, though. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we've become friends since um, you came on last, and I've been trying to touch base every um, few days or so just to keep you know, to keep in touch. But it's obviously a lot of time. It's just like more sirens, more you know, yeah, uh, bad shit happening. Um, but uh, but there's some been some big advancements in in the um, in the invasion, and I'd love to, to to ask you about that. But but first, before we get involved, uh, before we get involved in all that, I wanted to play a bit of a drinking game with you. And I was yep. I'm wondering, what are we I'm drinking prepared. today? First of all, <laughs> I'm prepared. So I have this uh, cider. Uh, I apologize to everyone because it is French, but it is very good. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I yeah. I got a Swedish cider because that was the closest country oh. cider that I could get. So, yeah, that's what so, I got. So European vibes all over. Yeah, yeah. Kind of. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah, let's let's do that. I guess. So it's, it's very it's day here, and uh, I'm supposed to be coherent, but uh, uh, cider <laughs> would not uh, would not do much to me. So I'm not <laughs> not particularly great. worried about that so yeah so, it's it's yay. actually funny <laughs> yay it's actually funny um because I, I mentioned this the first time but like when i first reached out to you i was like obviously you're in a war zone like shit's wild um mm -hmm. and i was like so it felt improper to ask you to choose a drink to, like you know your favorite <laughs> drink to drink and i was like look so we, we normally the, normally for the, those who don't know the gimmick of the show is the guest chooses their drink it can be alcoholic or non-alcoholic and we drink it together while we have a deep conversation deep drinks and um and Anna said, no, we're Ukrainian, we drink. And she's like, I've got alcohol, I'll find some. And we made it work. So I was like, oh, all right, I'm Australian, I drink as well. So uh, that works well. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I told you the same this time around. Uh, David was like, this uh, time of the day, would you be like, okay, with drinking or it's like too early? And I was like, well, come on, man. It's like never too early to drink in Ukraine. <laughs> so, what, what are you on about? So Especially yeah. when you're being invaded. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, that's 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 unfortunately I must say upped the drinking quite a bit. So yeah, in, in not in a good way uh, for many people. Yeah, so we already have uh, we jo jokes aside, like joke a lot about Slavic people drinking, but uh, we are also in fact have a pretty severe alcoholism problem. So mm -hmm. <laughs> it's not as fun when you think about it like that. Because yes, we do drink a lot and we can drink. We're not getting that very drunk uh, very fast, but that's because we're like uh, veterans. Yeah. <laughs> veterans <laughs> of drinking <laughs> start from early age and we like have resistance, I guess, to it. Uh, and uh, yeah, so what but, the... uh, many, many people how drink old... quite a lot. How old were you when you first uh, got drunk? Mm, 12, 13. Oh, wow. <laughs> maybe something like that. I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. Around 13, maybe. Oh, I'm I think I was 14. Uh, yeah, nothing. It's just the, the message. Um, oh, yeah. Don't, don't worry about it. It's um, apparently our anti-air anti just uh, uh, hit something. So we're good. Uh, when we started to talk and there was like a siren. And um, I, I have a report now that uh, our anti-air like hit it. And it's all good. It's so crazy safe, to me. Safe for now. It's crazy to me that that you guys just get on with your day uh, in such a crazy environment like that. Um, and it really speaks to you know Ukraine um, and the people of Ukraine. Mm. So uh, obviously, it, I guess. Yeah, Sorry. I bet. I was just going to say, like, um, obviously, like, what we're talking about war and um, you know really heavy things. Um, and a lot of, there's been a lot of like really horrible, nasty rumors that pop up. Um, and I know that they're all bullshit. <laughs> so yeah. I wanted to play a drinking game where I want you to drink. I'm going to say a rumor. Some of them are about <laughs> Ukraine, some of them about you. And I want you to take a sip and the level of sip is how bullshit they are. Right. So oh, if it's really so bullshit, I drink I want... a lot, if it's very yeah. stupid, and I'll... And I'll try and copy you so that, and that'll get us into the interview really quickly. Really, really, yeah. It's a very uh, dirty move of yours. I mean, you want <laughs> to get me drunk, I see. <laughs> because well, I the rumors, <laughs> yeah. Well, also, well, my criteria, my criteria for crazy rumors is pretty. You know, <laughs> I heard well, some stuff. Yes. Yeah, let's so start I'm not with. Yeah, let's start with that rumor that you told me today. What was that rumor? And then drink to show me how bullshit it is. Uh, this one I like uh, probably the most. Uh, we have a lot of like Russian uh, insane propaganda shit about us all the time. But one of my faves was that they actually showed on their TV a couple times um, that uh, we apparently in Ukraine were um, doing research and uh, scientifically creating a virus which uh, attacks Russian DNA specifically. So to find out like ethnic Russians in U in Ukraine and to, you know, kill them. So this was not uh, just any virus. This was the virus that would, was getting cooked in um, uh, biolabs in Ukraine, infamous biolabs in Ukraine that uh, none other than NATO sponsored. So um, yeah, right. that's my favorite. So about i think that's my fave because it just has such a, a bond movie villain vibe to it you know like secret virus in the laboratory yeah. in the labs going to destroy the population it has this like uh, maybe james bond or maybe like uh, hydra from uh, avengers or some shit you know this type, <laughs> yeah. type of vibe 
So it's very bullshit. All right. Okay. Three. Three sips of bullshit. Three sips. That's good. That's good to have like a number. We um that that's also funny because Putin's big thing is we are one people and like so it's like if it was going to attack Russia it would be attacking Ukrainians as well according to um Putin. Okay, so the next claim I'm going to throw one at you and <laughs> tell me how many sips this is. And we might need to take a little uh, hang on. I'll let if you need to take a break let me know. Um Ukraine is full of Nazis. That's five. That that five, would six. be the max. That would be okay. the max. Five, five, five's good. That's a good max. Okay. I, I, I will, will not. I will not even comment. I think drinking is enough for that. <laughs> well, yeah, you don't need to comment because it's bullshit. Um, mm -hmm. these are all bullshit. I wouldn't bring up anything that's like, uh, well, actually, this one I, I saw on your Twitter. Eastern and Southern Ukrainians are pro-Russian. What's that? Three. Three. Okay. Yeah. So on the on the level of uh, biolabs and viruses, basically. So is that is the southern eastern uh, part I, of Yeah, I can Sorry. comment on that a little bit. Yeah, so, comment on it, yeah. So basically there's this very widespread actually notion. So it's not even a rumor, it's something that people quite a lot of people believe. That's why I'm going to talk about it a bit. So um, I believe that biolabs, like most people understand that this is <laughs> that this is insanity straight <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah. But th but this is like something. So basically, there's this like notion, uh, Russian imperialist idea that everyone who speaks Russian is essentially a Russian. So this right. does not apply only to Ukraine, to be fair. It applies to like Armenians, Georgians, uh, Belarus people, uh, Kazakhi, whatever their like the ethnicity is. Uh, it is if they speak Russian, they basically are in the Russian sphere and Russian part of the Russian world, Russian. So uh, a lot of most of the eastern Ukraine and southern Ukraine speaks Russian because we were heavily Russified. Uh, both in Russian Empire, the, in, in Soviet Union as well. So the language of Ukrainian language, among other languages as well, was eradicated uh, by law. It was uh, not taught in schools at all. It was uh, prohibited on every level, like publishing books. Like I told you last time we spoke, publishing books, publishing any like poetry, teaching in schools, um, pretty much a soft prohibition like it was in Soviet Union. Like if you speak Ukrainian, you're like a dumbass, you're an, an unintelligent, rural, you will not get a decent job, you will be treated poorly. So this was the ways they russified pretty much East and South. And uh, since uh, Western parts of Ukraine, Central and like uh, uh, Western, you know, like Northern Western parts were not in Russian Empire, they in and not in Soviet Union for such a long time as East was, they were not uh, Russified at all. So some parts were in other empires, such as Polish Empire, or maybe Austro-Hungary, Romania, whatever it is, but they did not uh, destroy the language of the people they basically occupied and took as you know part of the forcefully united with their uh, like empires uh, but uh, in our case we forced pretty severe uh, discrimination and subjugation by russians and that's why we speak russian so this uh is what pretty much russians mean when they then they make this assumption 
or straight up propaganda that we uh, in the East, like me, I'm from the East, Kharkiv, and I speak Russian. So we are supposedly pro-Russian, although every stat in the world show, shows differently. And um, the all regions in Eastern Ukraine voted for independence, more than 80% of people voted for independence in 1991, uh, when Soviet Union like collapsed. And uh, also uh, most of the people here are uh, were uh, a very pro Maidan revolution, not the like not the significant majority, but still the majority, like fifty five percent, sixty percent, and uh, uh, it was in two thousand fourteen. For now, like ninety five percent of people see as stats show and as reality shows, see Russia as a mortal enemy. So mm -hmm. yeah, so any goodwill they had from right from people in Ukraine in the east, they lost by this invasion, obviously because it's us they kill. It's our cities they destroy. Yes, they attacked Western Ukraine as well, a, a little bit and with with missiles, Lviv, uh, um, uh, uh, Chernovitsky Oblast, uh, they attacked Ivano-Frankivsk, if I'm not mistaken. It's all like Western Ukraine. But this is like this compared to the destruction they did to the east and to the south, which is Kharkiv, um, Mariupol, uh, which is... Uh, Mykolaiv, Kherson, all south and east. Zaporizhia, Dnipro, it's all eastern cities that suffered the most damage. So, yeah, it is bullshit in all ways, but they use this uh, for quite some time. And many people, unfortunately, believe that lie and uh, believe that people in Donbass wanted to be part of Russia in 2014, which is not true. 60% um, of them wanted to be uh, to, wanted to be Ukraine. And, uh, you know, it's it's just... Even more, even more by some accounts uh, around only only thirty percent said they wanted to be part of Russia in two thousand thirteen, which is a lot. Thirty percent is a lot, but not the majority yeah. by any means. So yeah, and that was in two thousand thirteen, and that was before all yeah. the um yeah yeah. Okay, well that explains that. Um, Ukra uh, Ukraine. And I drank. Are... <laughs> I just drank randomly. I'm sorry. <laughs> Ukraine and Russia are one people. In the uh, words of Putin. <laughs> yeah, let's let's drink to that. You know. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, it will be. I think it will be three bullshit tips. Okay, three bullshit. All right, everyone's going to be judging my sips because um, I'm a lightweight compared to you. Uh, turns out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <well>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ukraine. Uh, what, do you want to say anything about that, or is that just like a? Um, no, I think it's yeah. uh, self-explanatory that it's yeah. not true. They they use it uh, just like, like I said to erase uh, our identity. Not only ours. Again, they use it uh, against many people as well. But uh, Ukraine was like a bone in their in their like throat <laughs> for some time because uh, we are constantly uh, going back to resistance to fight for our independence and almost all trouble that was given to Russian Empire ambition was given quite frankly, by us, by Ukraine. So mm. <laughs> and we are quite large as well. So we are like uh, not as large as Russia, of course, but comparatively to like small countries like Georgia, Moldova, Armenia, what kind of resistance can they really do to be fair to them? But uh, in our case, we are pretty, you know, um, pretty decent in size and in will to, you know, not succumb 
So there's that. Yeah. And we are, we've never been uh, one people. It's uh, reflected in our history, in our heritage, in our culture, in our poetry, in our writings, in everything we did and everything we believed in. So, yeah, we're completely different people. And uh, for them, uh, it is important to spread this narrative. And it's also very funny that they do because it's like, Yes, those people are just like us, like a brotherly nation, but basically one people. Let's destroy their cities and kill their populations. Yeah. Yay. So if you want a brother like that, go on, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> we don't. <laughs> we, yeah, we don't. So, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of, it, it doesn't, it's pure propaganda. It doesn't make sense at all. Uh, the, yeah. the, I guess the last one I'll read out before. There's two fun rumors about you that I know are bullshit, but... I thought I'll ask many, but before I ask those ones, uh, ask as big, many as you want. It's there, fun. There's a big, <laughs> there's a big theme running through like what I'm, what I was reading online because I was, I was trying to find um, like Russian propaganda talking points online, and the big, a big one was that Ukrainians want to be saved by Russia from an oppressive government, and they've always had the desire to be liberated. That's five. That <laughs> That's five. The, the, yeah. the maximum amount. five awesome sorry sorry it deserves five yeah um, it, it's silly because like what you said before if <laughs> the like ukrainians aren't running into the arms of the russians the russians are bombing the shit out of civilian like buildings and people yeah like it's just crazy um it's most importantly it is that it goes back to the same narrative i just talked about so basically mm. in donbass they wanted they apparently wanted to be saved by some nazis uh, that came to destroy their them and kill them which never happened it was never confirmed by any uh, organization human rights organization with any reputation whatsoever because there was like international uh, groups that came there to see if there was really any like discrimination or genocide or something no they found nothing it's uh, it's just uh, we if this is not an oppressive government in any way shape or form it's a democratically elected government maybe for russians that's oppressive i don't know but <laughs> Basically, we voted and we chose Zelensky. I personally did not vote for, vote for him, but pretty much everyone I know did. So yeah. he was uh, like every person voted for him that I know of who voted. Would, would you so, would you vote for him now? Maybe, yeah. Um, I it's it depends depends. He is a uh, quite good in terms of wartime leader, so. I way better than I expected, to be honest. And one of the main reasons I did not vote for him in the first like run, his first run, if he will have a second, I don't know, then um, because I thought he would be too soft on Russia. <laughs> so <laughs> basically, I was afraid that he will be right in the centrist um, wave. He was, uh, he was, his campaign was pretty much built on this whole thing. Like we will stop the war, we will stop the conflict in 2014. That started in 2014, and we will like somehow make this whole thing, uh, you know, wholesome again, basically. And I mm. severely did not like that. I did not want a people from Donbass to be given back to Russia and uh, I wanted it to return to Ukraine and for the sake of people who were there mostly who were like uh, killed, uh, tortured, imprisoned and terrorized for being Ukrainians. So I have 
quite a lot of friends from Donbass. Most of them are uh, my best friend is from there. Quite a lot of my, like, not as best, but still friends are from there as well. And uh, I had a hosted families who escaped from Donbass. Uh, one lived in my apartment for a year uh, and they escaped like uh, from Donetsk pretty much. Uh, not Donetsk, but um, on, they lived next to Donetsk in Donbass. So yeah, uh, I knew quite a lot of what they did there to people. And uh, yeah, so for me, it was more personal than for many other people, I think. Um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so basically this uh, notion of like, getting liberated, there was nothing to liberate us from. We were like a pretty happy country. We were, yeah, there was a lot of tough stuff. So like low pay, um, corruption still was a problem, thanks to, of course, Russia. <laughs> yeah. So basically there was like a lot of stuff and ourselves, us as well. Of course, people were not very interested in politics. They did not participate that much and uh, they allowed the government to get away with quite a lot. Let's put it like that. But um, despite that, it was getting better. Uh, with each year so we were striving to be accepted by european union and uh, by europeans as a whole as a you know civilized non-barbarians we really wanted that and we tried to achieve that in the best way we could and uh, yeah and this uh, entire thing was completely ruined by uh, this again and uh, again i say again because this is far from the first time that russia destroys Ukrainian attempts of uh, getting uh, true independence and sovereignty uh, from them. Uh, each time it ends up in blood. The only thing I hope is that this time it will end in more of their blood than ours and we mm. will win. So this is the time, Ho I guess. Hopefully this time it is the end. Like hopefully this time yeah. when it ends, it ends. Yeah. Yeah, I want to be. Um, I would don't, don't want people from um, in a hundred years, for example, to read. Uh, to have the same struggles as we are. So when we read uh, like struggles of people for independence, who fought against Russia for independence, like 200 years ago, 100 years ago, 300 years ago, and so on. And I read the same struggles. And I understand mm. that, holy shit, I'm like literally fighting the same fight that people fought um, centuries ago. So it's never ending. It's always like a recurse again. Each time we uh, stand on our feet, uh, they like knock us down. And uh, I, I do hope that, that a person who will be like 100 years from now on will read it as the victory, as the end of this cycle and will not mm. live through what we lived through and what others lived through. So, yeah, mm. so it's bullshit. And of course, liberating people by mass murdering them in putting them in mass graves, uh, raping, slaughtering and destroying their cities is not a great liberation, in my opinion. No, uh, <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> Uh, so one of, one of the things that I noticed, so you've grown quite popular on Twitter. You've got like what, 10,000 followers or something on Twitter now. Yep. Um, and, um, you know, you've got the DGG, the Delaban right behind you, <laughs> GG army. Um, that's how I first, first, uh, saw you, uh, I was on destiny stream. I watched destiny like all the time. Um, and you know, like people love you, but there are some people who hate you. And they've made up yep. some funny ass rumors. And the first one um, that I saw pop up, which which made me like super mad at the time because the dude was like a piece of shit. But some creature who was like streaming from literally a um, between two buildings, 
Yeah, it was between like, two buildings. It was like literally yeah, yeah. like out <laughs> in the street with his computer, and the stream had to end because someone yelled out of the window, like, "Hey, shut the fuck up, go inside! What are you doing?" As he's screaming to Dylan Burns on stream. Amazing, that's, amazing content. That's that's the only dunk you need actually on him. You like don't even have to like talk on him. It's like that person already finished the job. Who was like, so, "You crazy fun, go away!" Yeah, yeah. he's like, "Oh, sorry." But, um, oh, geez, he was just, and he was like a real, he was far left, wasn't he? Like, he was a far left, a far lefty, which yeah, is sad, because yeah, I he, consider myself quite left, and it's like, ugh, I hate when... Those are what you people, got, you guys call in the West tankies, apparently. Uh, to oh, me, it's yeah, just yeah. your 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 regular communist, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> many Western leftists don't like that, so they call them, like, a specific word, and I try to, you know, abide and call them that to not upset some feelings, I guess. But yeah. um, to, to me, it's just, you know, a communist, just a regular kind. So authoritarian dipshit that pretends to care <laughs> about people's rights and, uh, yeah. and the liberation of lower countries that actually yeah. wants a vanguard party to squish everyone he sees as a enemy of the people or simply just doesn't like so yeah, yeah. that's about it that basically it and I, um, yeah so he called me went, a nazi whore uh, yeah is, yeah he said you're a quote whore who is sleeping with russians so what's that it was said in a uh what in drinks i did yeah. not hear about sleeping with russians a bit now that oh, this, okay. this is offensive. This is offensive. I will say, <laughs> not not Nazi whore, okay, but sleeping with Russians, no, nah, no, nah. that's that's offensive. Yeah, although, okay. if, yeah, if if they uh, if they are like uh, you know normal kind of Russians, then I I'm joking, of course. Like it's okay. so we have Russians hey, here as well. Sleep with whoever yeah. you. I don't know yeah. why sleeping. Yeah. Anyway, but but it's yeah, confusing. it was yeah. it was funny. Um, I like so I like trans I like transatlantic uh, Nazi whore. It's cool. Transatlantic Nazi whore. Yeah, it's because like I'm like uh, collaborating with transatlantic Nazis, which is like United States and transatlantic, you know, like basically um, NATO, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. He, he also I... called my my father, who was killed uh, a transatlantic, basically spy Nazi. So yeah, I wish I could why... tell. I wish I could tell my father that he was uh, somebody called him like a transatlantic spy. He would like that. Yeah. He would laugh I, at that. Sure. That's when I took I took back. I tried to I try not to bully people on Twitter, but that's when I stopped. I, I decided to bully him for a little bit, and I, I got him triggered, which was really fun in the comments. And, um, got really <laughs> mad job. at me. <laughs> so, because I was like, "That's like a low bar." Like your dad was killed, and then he's like talking. Um, oh, what a piece of shit. Anyway. Yep. Um, so he, he, so how many sips would that be? Uh, oh, that would the... be, um, transatlantic Nazi whore. Oh, mm. that just be, or is that what you can claim that? Are you going to claim that? Is that your new title? It actually kind of sounds pretty dope. I must say. Oh, elite, elite. I forgot the elite beat. I always forgot the elite oh, beat. The elite. It's like, it's like elite transatlantic Nazi whore because yeah. transatlantic elites. Are like capitalist yeah. evil capitalist if you gotta be a whore be an elite whore i think so <laughs> i love so, that i do remember when we were talking um prior to the last time stream we were talking just briefly and you mentioned um or maybe it was afterwards but you mentioned that uh russia always talks about having their conservative values and you're like no us ukrainian wants that want that uh that western debauchery give us some western debauchery degeneracy degeneracy yeah. yes that's right it, so it's here's the term to they use an elite yeah, trans to be, generic yeah uh, 
whore. Sorry, it's it's whore. I'm not like exactly a transatlantic Nazi whore, but I just kind of like it. So let's give it one sip. Yeah. Okay. All right. Enough. I and think. and the funniest one that I that I saw, and this one like blew my mind, is that someone said they must have been trolling, but they said that you that you've never you haven't been in Ukraine since it started, and you're quote safe in Germany. Yes, that one. <laughs> I love that one. So yeah, so in Kharkiv at my apartment right now. So it's very, very not true. Let's give it three seats. Uh, three seats. All right. But, but I did a video actually. I went to like um, on. I posted on Twitter. I went to uh, Freedom Square in Kharkiv and showed the uh, administration building in the center of it, which was bombed on like. Pretty much at the very beginning of uh, um, this whole thing, like I think February twenty-seven or twenty-eight, maybe like first second of March, like in the, like in the very beginning. So the entire building was blown up pretty much in the city center, and right now it has like boards and, and like uh, like boarded windows, but overall it's very visible that it was you know destroyed. There's also like bullet holes everywhere around, like from shrapnel, and I like basically like pointed my finger in that shrapnel, and I like filmed myself on like uh behind me was this building that is uh was all over like news youtube and everything you know like this particular like explosion and i was like hey dipshits here it's me i'm in hierarchy come on like <laughs> so yeah. well, that's where yeah, they filmed but, the moon landing <laughs> yeah but basically they still can say it's like a green screen or some shit. there's yeah. like like no 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 conversing with these people. I have not left uh, Ukraine since the February 24 and have no intention to until we pretty much win, basically. So, mm -hmm. yeah, not true. <laughs> I was in Poltava, in Lviv, in like, uh, Kyiv for some time, and I was be going back and forth from Kyiv to Kharkiv, but never left Ukraine. So, mm. yeah. And so in Kharkiv right now. Yeah, so you, uh, last time we spoke, you were in I'm Kiev. In it. Yeah. Uh-huh, siren again. Another siren again. Yeah, I just, I heard it, so I, you know, like, decided to listen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Do, if you need to move or anything, you, you mentioned before we started that you're not going to move, even with the sirens this time, but if you need yeah, to move, no. please move. If you, if you live in Kharkiv, you kind of have to, you know... <laughs> Kind of have to not care that much because it's very often. And if you will be like hiding in your basement every time it sounds, you will not do like anything. So yeah. uh, at this point, I'm going to continue, you know, talking. Let's hope I do not blow up on your yeah. stream. That would that would be unpleasant. Yeah, that would not be good. Uh, Tyler said, uh, obviously filmed in Joe Biden's basement. So talking about your. Um... <laughs> yeah. Yes, <Yeah>. of course. <laughs> Have you got Joe Biden's number? You can just give him a call and be like, yo, I need some more green screen. Um, uh, and uh, those, it would be like, for real, I think it was his son, like, right? Hunter, 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 Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden, I think. yeah. Yeah, I think it, it's about him, like this rumor that he had some Ukrainian hookers or something. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, like, that'll be the I, next I, one. Like, I, I remember, Russia, like, you know, yeah, Hunter Biden hooker, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's trans definitely an elite transatlantic elite whore. elite transatlantic you know? Nazi whore hooker to uh, um oh gosh Biden son was it Hunter Biden yeah that's, that's, this, this yeah. would definitely boost my elite status because you know it's <laughs> sure. a president's son so it's pretty elite in my opinion this about as elite as it gets 
<laughs> the last time we spoke, you were in Kiev, and now you're in Kharkiv. So what, what's going on there? Why did you go back to Kharkiv? Well, pretty much I wanted to return home, home for some time already, and uh, it just didn't make the decision because... Well, mostly because of my mother. She was staying in Kiev for a while, and I wanted to stay with her. After mm -hmm. what happened to my father and to her, she was like in the house that exploded as well. So I wanted to to, to give her like a little bit of a break to take her uh, to another place because Harkiv was uh, she couldn't stay here. Like it was everything reminded her of you know what happened, and uh, there was like pretty severe explosions and artillery back in the, in that time because counteroffensives began after I think a month or something like a month and something maybe two months like mm -hmm. after my father was killed so it was uh, like artillery bombings like pretty much every day and uh, seven up to seven uh, strikes per day usually in Kharkiv so in that kind of like uh, you know environment it's pretty hard to um, to heal I guess somewhat and uh, yeah, so we decided to move away. We took her to Poltava for some time, but then we had like troubles with the apartment there, and so we decided to go to Kiev. My sister stayed in Poltava, and we, me and my mom, we went to live in Kiev for a while. And um, yeah, but then the attacks on Kiev intensified as well. So we have like two. Uh, attacks that killed a lot of people in like in the city center and uh, um, yeah and after that after 10th of October and 15th of November we realized that there is not like a significant difference right now between Kharkiv and Kiev uh, in terms of danger but uh, mm. the only thing that Kharkiv is gets more sirens like I said because it's way closer and everything like something like flies there in Russia and everything is like oh boom sirens because it reacts to you know like uh, proximity of uh, basically the enemy and uh, but uh, since artillery no longer gets to us uh, we are much safer than we used to be uh, thanks to our, our Ukrainian our armed forces who are awesome. by enemy by every like word heroes of course so yeah so we decided to come back and mom wanted to start working again uh, she's a dentist and uh, yeah, so basically uh, there was the decision to return. And also uh, the blackouts in Kharkiv are less severe than in Kiev, yeah. which is also pre pretty important to me. And um, yeah, because my work partially depends on, you know, on internet <laughs> and stuff like that. So it makes uh, makes sense to me as I also like buy stuff. I correspond with volunteers and uh, it's very hard to do without like cell phone connection, without internet and uh, having like 12, 16 hour blackouts per day, which is in Kiev, uh, is uh, most of the day without cell phone, internet and in the dark. So yeah. not good not good <laughs> so yeah. yeah that yeah that's why i'm like back home i think mostly because of that yeah with um with with your um with your twitter there's so many photos of you just like in the dark with a candle and like no electricity again and red electricity mm. back when you're in kiev i think it was um it's it's good to see it's good to see that uh, you're in Kharkiv, and it's also good to see that Am I well? There's a few things. Sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. Before, when you mentioned that there are people dying in Kiev, they're not. Correct me if I'm wrong. Some of them are civilians, aren't they? They're just not. Yeah, like, they're not some. Pretty much all of them were civilians. 
Okay, so all of them are civilians. I, I just want to make this very clear because there are probably some people still watching this um, who may not be up to date with uh, this invasion. And it is an invasion. Um, it's not a war. It's not, well, it is a war, but it's an invasion. <laughs> um, yeah. The Russians are coming in and bombing civilian buildings and civilians. There, There is no, this isn't like, uh-oh, we accidentally, like this is all out war from the Russians. Um, since we last spoke, this is according to the, I think the United Nations numbers, or it might've been Ukraine's government numbers, but, uh, more than 8,300 civilians have been killed in Ukraine, including 437 ch children. This is up from 6,114 civilians, uh, and 390, ch um, children when we spoke on October 13th. So and this been... is, uh... I'm sorry, this is very low estimation as well. Yeah. So this so is this, like, this... so international organizations pretty much say that confirmed that. So the ones they like 100% yeah. sure. So this does not even cover Mariupol, honestly. This yeah, so, so I was yeah. just, just going to, because I, I thought that I wrote down the high number, but I wrote down, I wrote down the lower number and it had a little asterisk there that said, because it was something like 40,000. Ukrainians yeah. um, that is estimated by the Ukrainian um, yes. government. But the reason they chose this is because this is like bona fide death certificate, like dead, like where, you know, th that these numbers will still come out. They just haven't come out yet with the um, United Nations. And so these are civilians. Um, these are not people fighting, uh, you know, um, in the army or anything. These are just civilians who are killed. Um, yes. And, you know, your father being one of those people, which is, is absolutely horrible. Um, and but and the members of the European um, Parliament voted to adopt a resolution calling Russia a state sponsor of terrorism, and a state which uses means of terrorism. So that's mm -hmm. been passed. Um, the president and European Commissioner um, Ursula von der Leyen, I hope I got that right, proposed the establishment of a special court to investigate and prosecute Russia's crimes of aggression. Uh, Western countries have agreed to establish a group to help repair Ukraine's badly damaged electricity grid. And the U.S. has pledged to spend $53 million on that effort. Um, but on the good side of things, Ukraine has reclaimed against Russia's mighty army. Ukraine has reclaimed 54% of the land Russia has captured since the beginning of the war. So yep. great news. And that's like... It's 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 awesome to to just see Ukraine fighting back like they are, and just for being so courageous in in the face of of you, you guys just aren't lying over. You guys aren't rolling over to this, which is great to see. We do try <laughs> not to roll over. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah. So I actually, Sorry. today is kind of an important day, honestly, for Ukraine, because uh, um, exactly 31 years ago, uh, we voted for our independence, overwhelmingly. So in uh, December 1st, 1991, uh, was the voting uh, for Ukraine's independence from Soviet Union and Russia, basically. And 90% of people voted uh, that they want to be independent and uh, free. So this was the largest voting in the history, basically, of Ukraine, because uh, 32 million people participated. This is an insane amount of voters, you know, <laughs> never mm. again in the history. I think like ever people vote that much. So it's people who go vote is like maybe 40 percent if we're lucky, like 
of the population mm. goals, or maybe 50, maybe, but mostly around 40. And I think that's the number like all over the world. So most people like uh, don't go, unfortunately, vote uh, like most of the population. This was a humongous amount of people who went to vote for our independence. So, yeah. So, not... what was the percentage? You say the 90. The 90 percent uh 90 and 32 percent 90 like uh dot 32 percent so 90 percent yeah wow, quite that's a lot. lot yeah yeah that's a lot i wonder how many people wanted to vote and just couldn't because of wherever they lived or or access um, to pretty much all people who did in fact vote like our parents generation they all mm. say that people like went out of their way to vote because it was yeah, that's, uh, that's incredible because people were like, holy fuck, we're actually voting for something. <laughs> it was yeah, like democracy. Well. Yeah, democracy moment after like years of, of totalitarian, you know, dictatorship and um, being part of like Soviet Union that uh, quite a lot of people never wanted to be part of. And uh, mm. even at, at the beginning, pretty much nobody did, to be honest. But uh, no, not nobody, but quite a, quite a small amount of people wanted. But uh, years of being in part of it, of course, some people were... Um, brainwashed to believe it was a great country better best place on earth which it definitely wasn't but uh, even so they wanted to be independent in 1991 which is pretty crazy considering how much propaganda there was uh, throughout the decades mo mo most people were like who were born born already after world war ii like 50s 60s like my parents like and uh, in 70s as well they were like drenched in this like propaganda and world war ii hype about victory against nazis you know all of that so despite mm. that they still wanted to be um, independent overwhelmingly which is pretty pretty great and um, I would like to point out that all regions of Ukraine voted uh, overwhelmingly for independence so in the west numbers were like 90 95 96 end up uh, but in the east they were like 80 up so still mm -hmm. more than 80 percent wanted in the east as well to uh, be independent the only region that won't voted uh, significantly less was uh, Crimea but still 56, I think, percent. So the majority, but not the large majority. But that's yeah, yeah. because, because the, sorry, because um, uh, because ethnicity, ethnically, there are like 60% Russians there. So mm. that's why they don't, did not want to, you know, be separate from Russia and Soviet Union because they're Russians, you know. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, but still, even even them apparently sort of wanted because fifty six percent still did vote, right? So I do think it was majority Ukrainians and Tatari, but uh, still, I guess some Russians did as well. Uh, yeah, that makes because sense. we talk, talked about it last time because they like genocide the Tatari people and then they like um, moved in basically Russians in their houses and their homes like build their own shit there and uh, that's how they got Crimea to be their uh, their influence sphere and their region of Ukraine that is uh, basically their power was consolidated at. So yeah, yeah. So so from how is like so since we last spoke it's only been about it's been about two months since we last spoke how have things changed like on the ground like are people's morales shifted with the taking back of land are people getting tired or people just keep fighting or like what's has anything changed or has anything changed with your volunteer work 
Well, pretty much uh, after Kherson was sorry, <laughs> uncomfortable. <laughs> so after after Kherson was deoccupied, uh, people's mood is pretty lifted. Uh, it was already high in terms of morale, but this is like a huge win for us, of course, because this is a uh, pretty much the main the main and only city they took uh, that was um, that they held. So not, not, not like a little village or some like uh, whatever the place, uh, not like that villages don't matter, but, you know, like a big city and mm. uh, we took it. So the other one they have is Mariupol, but this is like a rubble of dust. This is uh, they like entirely destroyed the city to take it. And um, but Kherson was not like that. So that was damage, but not as significant. So for them, it's a huge loss. And for us, it's a huge win, both in terms like of military wins and morale, of course, as well. So people are pretty chuffed about that. People went on the streets to celebrate in Kiev and Kharkiv and all cities. And Kherson people like danced and sinned like all the time, despite the fact that they did not have like any electricity, any water at all, any heat, nothing. And they were like, I have like this video. I saw this video of the guy who I re- that I really love. He's like a philosophy student from Kherson. And he was like, Uh, given an interview to a journalist basically in english and he was like we have no heat no electricity no water no is no like uh, an internet connection no cell phone connection but the most important thing that we have no russians and he was like so (laughs) happy about it (laughs) it has very strong accent as well it was so funny to see and he was so happy with his like little flag and ribbons and finally being able to wear it without being shot in the head for wearing those ribbons and flags uh and yeah it was just uh, yeah it was very cool and uh, i think that's the sentiment like most people feel so we can survive like all sorts of shit as long as there are like no russians basically and uh, (laughs) (laughs) yeah it is pretty hard not gonna lie those like um severe blackouts is um makes your life pretty difficult for sure and pieces off people as well <laughs> because it's mm. it's very hard to work especially considering the fact that many people work from home like with the internet and their like laptops and stuff it's pretty 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 bad and uh, some people can't cook at all so if they have like electric a stove or something it doesn't work so yeah it's hard but uh, like this uh, gentleman from Kherson said it's uh, the most important thing is no russians no russians the rest yeah, yeah the rest is uh, you know we can work out yeah. um and in terms of my volunteer work um pretty much it's just the same but uh, the the things i get changed so <laughs> i get mostly like thermal wear right now for for keep people warm boots to you know to not wet their feet get their feet wet generators uh flashlights because there's like no light and they need like some kind of like light um also not flashlights flashlights oh (laughs) i think you said flash i think i don't know if it was your accent but it sounded like flashlights but i don't flash flash (laughs) yes you're not getting (laughs) you're not getting flash flashlights for people they also are needed actually (laughs) but maybe i'm not sure i did not get this request maybe they are needed Uh, but i think like maybe not the best thing in like dirt and trenches they like live in our soldiers but uh who knows? Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Maybe, I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. Have not received any like requests for sex toys. But other than that, uh, <sighs> other than that, yeah. So 
I will remember that one. I think somebody made fun of me already, and I didn't understand why because I was talking about flashlights. <laughs> Maybe someone said flashlights because David hears what he wants to hear. Maybe that was me. Maybe I'm the one that should be embarrassed because maybe you said clearly flashlights and I had flashlights. So uh, it's, 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 someone delete, maybe, that, delete that bot. That, that's <laughs> that's not your fault because uh, it, for me, it, yeah, I can barely hear any difference between, oh, you okay. know, like, yeah. So it's very hard for me to you know, I'm not an English speaker like me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's really hard for me to see the difference. It sounds very similar to me. Yeah. So, it's probably, like, it's probably, um, it's probably, you're probably right. It's probably more to do with my perverted brain that's that just picked up uh, that like word. No, but, someone um, else also did. <laughs> but, yeah, um, yeah. Let me know if your brain that. is also as perverted and heard that. But back to your volunteer work, what's so. Yeah. Um, so you, you're, you're now getting like things like thermal stuff and that, that brings me into a question I had and it, I, I saw it on a news article and that is like, um, it seems like, correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like Putin's next like attack is on the electricity grid because he knows that winter is going to make the Ukrainian people weak because they won't have access to heating and electricity through winter. Uh, do you think that's true? Do you think that his Putin is, uh, or the Russian army is deliberately attacking the electricity grid because of that reason? Or do you think it's just... Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's um, like a terror tactic, basically, is what it is. So it's pretty hard to live without electricity in 21st century on a good day. But in winter times, it's, uh, it's the cold is like the biggest problem, of course. And um, also many people have like houses with like holes in them and like bullets uh, and no glass and no windows. And it's pretty shitty already. But uh, without the heat, of course, it is pretty, pretty bad. And uh, it's also kind of affects your mood, I guess. So if you're like in the dark all the time, you just get like sort of depressed. I gotta say, so um, mm -hmm. uh, we fight that as best as we can, but uh, and they will not like make us, uh, you know, go to the streets and uh, demand uh, peaceful negotiations with Russia, uh, just just for the Russians. But uh, you know, <laughs> basically, other than that, uh, it is does make us our lives bad. So that's not 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 gonna like uh, pretend it doesn't. But fuck you anyway, of course, and we will still uh, do everything we can. Just our lives are harder, of course. And um, they fully intended to make a full blackout, so like mm. for maybe weeks, and that would be. Mm, not good but um, to survive one day or two days is just not that bad but uh, weeks weeks is pretty bad and um, i just don't i just don't understand bad. how like this is because this is attacking the electricity grid how could this not be like directed only at the civilians do, do you know what i mean like like how yeah. is so i i just wonder like at what at what stage do, does the rest of the world acknowledge that what russia is doing are war crimes that need to be dealt with like right now like i know like do you think do you think nato will ever get involved no no uh they they do acknowledge, acknowledge it as a uh, war crimes of course so there's like investigations they're just very slow so like i said like uh, people killed are uh, like about forty thousand up to fifty thousand by our estimation 
and it is a correct estimation. Just mm. that uh, it's it's hard to confirm, for example, Mariupol because there are no journalists are allowed there. You know, basically. Mm. So how the fuck do you count? And the worst thing about it is that Russians will hide all the like. Uh, shit they did they like burn people's bodies up in crematoriums and some victims will never be um, discovered quite a lot of them so mm. yeah but each city will liberate we pretty much discover mass graves torture chambers and uh, you know uh, the biggest uh, mass grave uh, since world war ii i think was in izium discovered mm. in izium and um yeah and um so yeah those are obvious to all like uh reasonable people but uh um despite the fact that they like like you said said that russia is a sponsor of terrorism and use means of terrorism um which is different than saying that russia is a terrorist state by the way as i was as people pointed out to me on twitter it's not the same but uh yeah i think to pretty much everyone it's clear uh, who is not insane and pro-russia supporter and uh but it doesn't mean that they will get physically involved and we do not expect that to be honest um i i when you said zoom before i wrote down this like for last stream i'm pretty sure i read it out but just so for people who didn't catch last stream uh, Izum was several mass graves, including one site containing at least 440 bodies were found in the woods near a ukrainian city of Izum uh, after it was liberated by the ukrainian forces the 414 bodies included 215 civilian men, 194 civilian women, five children, and 22 servicemen. Most of the dead showed signs of violent death, and 30 presented traces of torture and execution, including ropes around the neck, bound hands, broken limbs, and genital amputation. Children, women, men, civilians, like this is this is big. And that's only one one place that one uh place uh, the city of Izum. When it was liberated that's crazy um yeah same shit in her song by the way so yeah but uh, we are uh, getting reports and uh um i will only say those who were that were confirmed by our like police and uh, detectives and investigators but uh 25 ch torture chambers were found uh and uh people who were tortured there were uh, even this time, even we have like um, uh, testimonies about teenagers and children as well. So mm. uh, this we do not have before, like straight up like testimonies of uh, teenagers that yeah. were uh, in torture chambers. So yeah, yeah, and uh, sexual violence is incredibly prevalent, and uh, it uh, it it was already like uh, pretty known in Bucha. And in Hastomel, Bucha was like this first place where this was uh, that was liberated in north of Kiev, uh, and uh, yeah, so the things that were discovered there were particularly terrifying and awful because they had no time to like uh, hide their tracks. So the bodies of people with just uh, their hands with ropes like that on their hands or the behind their backs or something, they were found like just lying on the streets, basically. Mm. So that's why it was so like, um, I guess, or eye opening for like many people, especially in the West, because it was just so, ugh, it was hard to even, um, you know, <laughs> it, it's not just a picture of a torture chamber. It's like literally people like lying on, yeah. on, on, on the ground. Uh are they the are they the photos that you sent me of a messenger and asked if they would be okay on Twitter? Are they are those ones you're talking about? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, is, 
I, did you get banned? You got banned for like a 24 hour ban or something, didn't you? For some was that was that for that or was that for something else? Nah, no, that was that was because I uh, I was mean to Hassan Piker. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> yeah, that was, had nothing to do with it. You would expect it to be like footage of like dead, dead, dead and tortured people. But nah, no, that's fine. It was because you were mean to sound like. I basically like. I basically the most like, privileged people in the world. <laughs> yeah, I called him like a nepotist fuckboy who doesn't know like what the fuck he's talking about. That he's like a multimillionaire who lives in like a huge house with uh, pools and bitches there, uh, you know, <laughs> and uh, a blackjack and horse, and you know, and basically uh, spews shit about my country and uh, uh, promotes communism, uses Soviet like aesthetic like flex, and uh, you know, like dances on the graves of millions of Ukrainians. Basically, is what so, he's doing. Yeah, it's an aesthetic. It seems like an aesthetic for him, but he wouldn't be pro Russia, would he? Or is he? No, I don't, I don't no, follow it, the... Um, it's kind of like a um, hard question to answer. Like, on its face, no. See, he did say, like, invasion bad. I don't, like, support invasion. But that's very, like, surface, you know, like, level. Yeah, level, like, tap yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. basically, I believe that. I believe that he doesn't, like, support invasion and he th thinks it's bad, obviously. I don't think he's lying. But um, but then he will, after that, he will use uh, straight up Russian propaganda to kind of like play apologist for Russia. So yeah, invasion bad, but they had reasons to do that because NATO, because America bad, because uh, Ukrainians like uh, America, Maidan was a coup sponsored by like Western whatever, Ukrainian Nazis. So, you know, you're like regular talking points that Russia themselves uses to um, to justify their invasion and their imperialist expansion and their genocides. So basically, mm -hmm. uh, you say like, yeah, invasion bad, but kind of had, they kind of had a point. So he even was like on camera saying that Crimea's annexation was totally justified and... Right. Uh, yeah so uh yeah so, of course he he's, wouldn't like say straight up yeah some something like, go russia like putin yay but uh, but at the same time basically playing apologia for it is not as bad but quite bad in my opinion yeah especially though millions upon millions of his audience yeah uh, the, yeah i don't i don't watch love or i don't watch any of Hassan's stuff um but it's like it seems like his whole vibe is like it's an aesthetic like it's like his brand almost to be a commie or something um yeah but I, but, he identifies as such so yeah what about um i know you recently had conversations with um vosh um yep. i know destiny and did you get much a flack for from the Daliban from um no, surprisingly i didn't oh okay did. interesting so, That's good. so everyone was like saying oh they're going to like hate you for doing that and like um this destiny like uh, and wash like hate each other and their communities like hate each other and i was like well i do hope they will not like uh behave like children and they will understand that i'm my my only team to be honest is ukraine so mm. uh yeah so that's why and i'm interested in talking with wash because he covered ukraine quite a bit and, and um he was good at it too. There were some like uh, 
major issues I took with uh, his comments, which I hope to talk about him with him next time. And he agreed to talk about it. I'm not sure when, but when when he will be free to do that, we will. I, I believe he will be receptive to like uh, I guess mm. criticism and my concerns. Uh, at least that's what the impression I got uh, from him. If not, at least I will express them to his audience. I guess. So it's not I, like I a think... debate or anything, but I just want to, you know, express how much, uh, how offensive I found uh, some of his comments. But to be completely fair with him, it was like 95 of his coverage was great. So like maybe mm. like 5% was I took great issue with, with and I want to talk about that for sure. Yeah. But uh, overall, he was pretty good. And uh, I, I also have like a, a bit of a like... A, admiration for him because uh he's one of the leftists who were not pro-russia and were not spewing russian propaganda mm. really left being able not like social democrats or like liberals or something yeah. but like straight up socialists who identify as socialists so i think he did a pretty good job at that he also went against his own quite a lot for that so mm -hmm. i appreciate that i think that's uh, that speaks of a higher character in my opinion so i hope I hope him and um, and Destiny can work out their beef and they can like have some spirited debates again in the future because um, I'm not sure if you've ever seen the debate with uh, Destiny and Vosh and the two like right wing nationalist white nationalist dudes Eric Stryker and no. some other douchebag. Anyway, it was funny. Like I you you almost you see Vosh laughing the entire time at just how stupid their arguments are. And it's it's amazing. Like mm -hmm. I, I watched it and me like I, I put it on every now and again like I put on an episode of Seinfeld. It's like the funniest thing <laughs> to me to watch. I need, Great. need to watch that again. <laughs> so good. Yeah. It's so good. Um, yeah, but, well, uh, you know, some people like treat them like literal like children, but uh, I mean, watching Destiny, but I think they are grown dudes, they can figure their stuff out if they want. Yeah, if they're not, so. if they not, if they not, it's not up to me. So that the yeah. bridge is apparently burned, I think, and as you as people in the inter on the internet say, and uh, yeah, I, um, I don't think it's my business, honestly. So people would like brought up this to me all the time. So this, they did this, no. they took this, they shit each other on each other, this, watch life there, and Destiny did this and I'm like, guys i don't give a shit like i literally don't care about years of drama and i don't want to i will deal with them like like separate individuals <laughs> in in the way they treat me and uh, in the way what they specifically say to me mm. like the rest i just have no like desire to um to, to you know to d dwell on like years long like drama that i have no business uh poking well, my nose into yeah it's not your business, but it's my business, okay? I'm I saying see, public service <laughs> announcement to Vosh and Destiny. Get your fucking shit together and start arguing about cool shit again online because it was fun to watch, all right? Put aside your little temper tantrums and just, you know, start entertaining the masses again. Please, please. It's very, it, it's very much like a fucking divorce, it seems like. <laughs> it is. It's, it's like, yes, it's like yes, your yes. kids. <laughs> your kids yes. sitting here going, like, yes. please, mom and dad, stop fighting. No, yeah. So, the, so the, the, literally, like, there's, like, children who uh, ch pick, picked a side, basically, and grow to despise the other parent, <laughs> yeah, and, which it. happens. Yeah, yeah. And, and they're always those, I just want mommy and daddy to make yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. I've been, I've been over, I've been over destiny's house for a long time and i'm going destiny please bring daddy home please, please bring vosh home like that's what i'm doing i'm doing i, I want to see you know because like i i don't i don't want to go over to mums or, or dads or whatever i don't want to go to the other parents house just yet but i, I want them to be together so come on so, guys so you can do it so so destiny is the mom then 
Yeah, and we need Dylan Burns. <laughs> Destiny's they're both a bit of both, right? And uh Destiny's yeah, uh, we need we need Dylan Burns to moderate their first little connection and then we've got I think he can do that, uh, but uh, you know, I, 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 I don't think they want to. That's uh, the important bit, I guess. Well, it's if it happens, like... you heard it here first. Um, <laughs> mm -hmm. If they ever come together, it was because of us. Um, yeah. But oh, some people but... actually wrote me, like Bosch fans and uh, mostly Destiny fans as well. They were like, "Oh, you need to like build the big bridge between them." And I was like, <laughs> "Guys, I like it's not like my business to grow ass dudes. Like, yeah. why the fuck should I like do that?" And also, it's kind of funny that people ask a Ukrainian to build a bridge. That was an awful. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> it was an awful Crimean bridge joke. <laughs> yeah. That's, Yay. Awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, so we, we're good at burning bridges, apparently, not not building them. So, uh, yeah, so it's kind of funny. But uh, to everyone's credit, there were some people, like, in the, my Twitter shitting, like, on Destiny or, or, or on Bosch uh, from different communities. And I told them, like, cut that crap up, go out. If you don't want to behave, like, get the fuck out of my Twitter. Because, you know, just uh, I don't want to, like, I, I consider Destiny, like, a friend, basically, and I am super grateful to him. I do care for him, and I don't want to hear, like, shit on him, like, without any evidence, calling him, like, a rapist or some shit, like, go, 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 go away oh, with that that, shit. that whole yeah, Mr. Yeah. Girl arc is so cringe. Yeah. Mr. Girl is, like, actually insane. Apparently, um, and also uh, same, same thing about Wash. I like I'm not like uh, as friendly with him because we talked like oh, basically one time, and it was lagging like crazy, and it was really hard to call it a conversation in the best sense. But still, if someone like comes up and calls him like a Peter or something, go the fuck away. So basically, yeah, that's it's the like, same thing. Like fair, yeah. do it if you've got evidence, but don't if you don't have evidence. Yeah. Like and that's also, what Mr. You... Girl is doing. Yeah, if you want to criticize like his ideas, uh, that's fine. I, I have like critiques of my own uh, as well. But uh, if you just want to like call him names and shit on him, then you know, get the fuck out. I don't care about that. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, that's kind of like I, I do. But most people behave completely fine. And I wrote a message like that. And my, to be honest, like most of the Wash fans were like, "Oh, Destiny fans like will shit on you for talking for wa to Wash," and did not really happen. So they were like, oh, "Okay with it." basically. And uh, some people were making jests, like, oh, the betrayal, like, you know, like, it was all, like, jesty, like, joking about, like, that. And, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, so, so some people were, like, asking me to uh, ask, uh, watch some Mimi questions about horses, <laughs> which I didn't <laughs> ask. So, you know, like, um, you know, stuff like that. So, I, I don't think it was that bad. I, I, I also asked people to behave. Maybe th this helped. Yeah. Well, like, uh, people love you, like I was saying. Um, Someone said, uh, this Thorburn, Thorburn, oh, sorry, I can't present it, said Lund, Ugh, sorry, I can't pronounce it, said, um, said, why do, does Anna keep referring to Russia as left? It's, it's Thorbjorn. Thor, Thorbjorn. Thorbjorn. Oh, uh, fuck. I, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm making work for my Scandinavian sorry, brother. Sorry, <laughs> I, I, we don't have, like, we don't have many names like that up in Australia, down in Australia land, in kangaroo land. Why does yeah, Anna keep referring to Russia as left? Putin has much more in common with far-right extremism. Almost everything he, um, everything he Crimea says about Ukraine is or at yes. least feels like projection. Yeah, Russia's you right. Are far right. I, I, I never called them left. I, I don't know yeah. what you mean. Uh, no. Uh, I, 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 you might be confusing something. I talk about like Western leftists that support yeah. Russia. So like uh, communists... But the, Russia itself is not left by any means. It's pretty fash. 
So yeah, yeah, yeah I agree we, with you one hundred percent. Yeah, and when we spoke the first time, you mentioned how like it's the like we all expect the far right to be pro Russia because no offense, they're morons. But um, <laughs> but what why we're we're mentioning the far left as well is because we're both we're both really surprised by that that there were there yeah. were far left people who were supporting Russia. That would to, that to me like blew my mind. Um, uh, so that's that's kind of why I guess we we're referencing that. But yes, yeah, of course, it's, 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 right it's that... like zero surprise to me that uh, far right people will support Russia. So, <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, yeah, 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 obviously, right? <laughs> Is uh, the but, Pope but, Catholic uh, like? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, but that so yeah, so you are completely correct. There are like no left in any way, shape, or form, and I never, never stated that. Uh, I think never. Uh, they do LARP on some like communism aesthetic yeah, on like yeah, Soviet yeah, Union yeah. nostalgia but this is just straight up like aesthetic to them as well it's no longer like Russia is not communist in any way shape or form right now and uh neither is China by the way but that's another story but uh, yeah but uh they have some like maybe elements they uh, talk about like past nostalgia using this like nostalgia fuel but uh yeah but calling them left is incorrect what I, I I am pointing out though is that far left people turned out to be uh, just as shitty as far right people, which I talk about a lot. That's true, but it's not about Russia. Yeah. Um. So I do want to mention. Um. I do want to mention that DGG has helped you a lot, and I want to give a shout out to uh, your Twitter, but also DGG, um, for what they have done. So they raised they, and I hope some of my community gave you some money as well um raised but mainly 99.99% did she raised i don't want I to lock some, myself in there i had some who signed themselves as david fans so oh really yes oh yeah. wow that's that's so nice to hear um i think maybe so, three or four people for sure so hey well no one bought yeah. the merch that i made so it's not because i'm like holding the money that, like no one cared about <laughs> oh, my merch. i bought a sticker I'm but sorry. that too so i need to buy um, your merch it's not very good merch um but i just wanted to find ways to support you so Thank everyone you. go and check out uh, anna's twitter it's it's uh keep you up to date with like what's going on with the war um she tweets a lot of cool stuff and you can get into oh, fun can you with can you return it uh up 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 i like up oh, oh yeah that's i bought a, yeah. a best tennis flute <laughs> yeah and, <laughs> I bought it as a, as a present for myself so yeah you know. and that's yeah. The, the thing i wanted to mention as well is um you said guys i made an extremely important purchase it's an essential <laughs> item which is obviously anyone i believe and it's a destiny plushie so yeah awesome yeah so, I saw him, like he was like holding it with his like robotic expression as usual with <laughs> him he's so cute like he's so <laughs> soft and squishy and he was like holding it with near his face and he was like like looking straight in everyone's eyes uh and he was like beautiful and i was like oh i gotta have it <laughs> i gotta <laughs> have it yeah yeah so i, I bought so it. good an early christmas yeah. present um yeah. so make sure you go over to uh, anna's um uh twitter follow follow there and if you want to donate to anna her information of course is in the link in this video all the proceeds go a hundred percent to help you in your volunteering efforts unless you specify otherwise because you recently bought a um you didn't want to use any of the volunteer efforts to buy yourself yeah, a generator yeah. but you bet destiny's community ddg jumped out again 
um, and gave you some money so you could buy a generator so that you could live, <laughs> which is yes, nice. It, it's actually not, not exactly a generator because it's really hard to put a generator in the apartment. It's loud, oh, okay. it's like very, you know, it's on the, yeah. it's hard to use. And it's also like smells and it's it's not for the small apartment that I have here yeah. like this big. So basically, uh, basically I bought a EcoFlow power station, which is oh, like okay. essentially a huge battery that you can like yeah. charge stuff from. And it is pretty expensive, and I uh, wanted, decided to, you know, to ask uh, to for help about that because I wanted to make clear that this is for me and not for, you know, the army. And uh, people donated way, way, way more, more than I asked for, you know, uh, the power station. And I was like, stop! I already got the money for the power station. And they, and they were like, we will not stop. DGG was like, this is like a protest donation. And they would like yeah. legit sign them. Like, woman will not tell me what to do. Like, it was, it was only hilarious, honestly. So, uh, yeah, so um, misogyny arc. <laughs> so basically, yeah, so basically that was uh, very fun and very nice of them. And uh, I already uh, bought this like power station, but I will, the rest of the money they sent i will use for the army despite them sending it to me i already made some purchases we are about to buy a car and um this car is needed to um i will post uh, very soon uh, maybe like in a couple of days i will post videos from um near the front lines where artillery guys are and this is like they're like swimming in dirt like swimming mm. in dirt it's very very hard conditions and it's very hard for volunteers to get to them so the cars mm. die on, on like on the way there because of the incredibly bad roads and uh, it is very hard to deliver stuff to them now because they're further away from us they're not close mm. to Kharkiv anymore they're like further away so uh, we uh, decided Igor and uh, Andri and me who are all volunteers like <laughs> in one uh, in one one band of volunteers so we decided that we really do need this car because uh, like a jeep or something like that to uh, to get the stuff they need to them because uh, uh, Andri's cart is is dead it's really dead it's uh, no longer it's about to die like any day now basically so yeah, yeah I will post so all of you can see those fucking roads and all the yeah. questions will <laughs> disappear actually fun fact which probably will be like interesting video uh you need to like ditch your car uh very close to the battalion where the battalion is and then you literally go right on Heimers to go there on what <laughs> like, Heimers 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 how you call them those American like um you know uh, weapons heavy weapons artillery and stuff like that have you, oh, you really? seen them? Yes. No, I oh, uh, we got Maybe... them. This is like Google this them. Is probably... Google them. This is... How do I spell it? Hi, Mars. H I M A R R S. Those are the ones we received that really helped us with the counter offenses and that like really boosted our Not capabilities. The... Oh. Uh huh. I'm trying to look it up. Yeah. Hang on a sec, sorry. So you, you have really, to like you write you drive on yes. them. Yes. <laughs> it's actually kind of hilarious and epic. You just remove like the, the the like the shooting bits, like the you know, like the, the rockets themselves. But uh, yeah, and you use this thing to yeah, cross that dirt. That dirt is that strong actually. Jeez. Wow. Yeah. Well and, th <laughs> and even those things drown. Even they drown. So it's Jeez. very, yeah. 
because we have very specific type of soil in Ukraine. I don't know if you know this. Um, it's called Chernozom, which is um, could be translated as black earth. So it's incredibly oily. It's very greasy. So it's oh. like, uh, yeah, so you can like pick it up with your hand, basically, like straight up like that. And wow. it's very, yeah, it's very, it's like a swamp, essentially. And yeah. in the in November time, it's very hard to even like, in the city, it even is all fucking greasy sometimes. But in the like roads that are destroyed, that there is no like um, concrete, no like nothing, and it's all like forests and fields, and it's just oh, it's so bad. You like you step and you just drown. Uh, knee, your knee is up up to your knee. You're in the dirt, so it's very hard. And this soil is very specific to Ukraine. This was one of the reasons, like in feudal times, why so many people wanted to take over our country. Because it's exceptionally fertile. It's one of the most fertile uh, soils in the world. Which in the time when the land was the main like currency, it was mm. uh, quite, a, quite a profitable uh, yeah. land to own. Yeah. So uh, if I'm not mistaken, it might be even the most fertile soil in the world. But definitely one of the most uh, uh, fertile, ones, fer fertile ones. But uh, the downside is that it is greasy as fuck. <laughs> so, yeah, I've never I heard actually, of greasy soil. Yeah, it is. Just, like, it is. Strain it and get out some like oil. It's very or like yeah. It's it's very like wet and you know like uh, hard to describe. But when there's it's like when it's like very um, dry seasons, like a lot of sun, not very much rain. It's it's dry obviously. But when it's rainy, it gets like wet as fuck. It's very. It's like like that. So you yeah. it's so it's very slippery. You can like straight up slip on it. So it's pretty, pretty, pretty different from all the rest of the world. It was actually kind of fun to me when I was uh, um, a child. And first time I remember going outside of Ukraine, we went to Greece, uh, to my father's relatives in Greece. And uh, I remember seeing like the on the right, we were riding on my father's car and it was a long, 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 long way. And uh, we went there and I remember seeing this like uh, soil uh, and I was like, what is that? I couldn't just understand why it's the it's like the sandy brown reddish color and uh, it's so like different. So to me, it felt like a, being on fucking Mars or something, you know. So it's very it's very different and it it is such a strange experience because in the child's mind you have like those concepts, right? So you know what Earth is, right? And it yeah. is like a very very dark, like almost black to you, right? Yeah. And then you go to like other parts and it's like different, completely different, like in texture and color. And I was like, what is that? So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So Ukraine is very, but apparently like the most of the world looks like that. It's like the, the yeah. Ukraine is uh, different. Out, out yeah. where I live, this, the, the ground's quite sandy is because um, I, I live quite near the coast. I live on the Sunshine Coast in Australia, um, but most of Australia is red, like red soil. Um, yeah, like a bars. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much like yeah. uh, Uluru. If you, can, like, you, know, if you can open up my Twitter, you can see that actually that soil. I just posted a picture of it uh, with the guys like uh, we gener brought generator for them, maybe to show people or to see yourself how actually incredibly dark and like greasy it is actually. All right, I'll, um, I'll bring it up. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh yeah, yeah. That's... We can see that. Yeah. That's, that's it. Yeah, that's how it is. So this picture with the generator on the right. It's uh, yeah, you can see that, right? The next picture uh, is you can like see near his feet how greasy and dark it is. Oh wow, that's just your yeah. typical like. Soil. That's like your typical yeah. soil, right? This yeah. is so. 
we have the world's largest rock in Australia. It's like Uluru, which is oh, it's this, so red. Yeah, <laughs> it's so weird. very red. Yeah, pretty. So, very pretty. Yeah. Yeah, that looks like Mars to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It looks like like on the something you see on Mars, not not on yeah. Earth. So yeah, I did also. I just also want to um, mention um, that if anyone um, likes what we do here, Deep Drinks Podcast uh, on Saturday, I'm interviewing Eli Yodas, who survived an Amish cult where there was murder, child abuse, and incest, and now he tries and rescues tries to rescue children from them. Um, and uh, also we have purity culture horror stories coming up, which will be really fun with Feral Pastor's Wife. We talk about uh, purity culture in the Christian church and uh, talk about the horror stories of that. So that's going to be fun. Um, but um, back to what we're talking about. David talks are awesome. Support them. <laughs> it's <laughs> Thank very you. cool. Yeah, it's really good, good, good conversations, in my opinion, way better than most stuff you hear on the Internet. So uh, Thank do you. Do support him, please. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. Some people are roasting me in the comments, um, saying Why? that uh, I I don't think it's possible to know about uh, not know about uh, Himars if you if you keep up with the war in Ukraine. Obviously, I don't keep up enough then because I didn't know what they were. I knew I knew what they were in the images and stuff, but I didn't know what they were called. Um, uh, come so, on, David yeah. just is not a fan of <laughs> machines of I, murder. <laughs> I keep, I keep up. Yeah, I keep up with. I don't really care about. Like, I'm not a gun person. I hate guns. Actually, I'm mm. not a. Um, I, I, I care more about like the humanitarian stuff than than I do about. Yeah. Like, um, well, stuff. if so you I want guess... uh, an expert on weaponry, I don't look like one, but I am one <laughs> because <laughs> yeah. because I am in Ukraine and yeah, yeah. I know my my javelins, my stinners, my hymers, you know, my uh, atoms my uh, all sorts of anti-airship and you know it sounds like you're talking about like weapons in halo i have no idea what any of those mean like in australia uh, we don't have any guns at all well we might have well, a couple we, in the black market but we had like the largest well, shooting largest um mass shooting in australia um in 1989 or something and there was like 40 oh. people dead i can't remember how many people dead i'm a little tipsy but it was a lot of people dead and we banned all guns after that they said no fuck off and then mm. the government said fuck off we're taking your guns and everyone went yeah right we'll get, fucking give you guns and then oh. took all the guns away and then since then we haven't had we haven't even had a shooting of more than like two or three people like ever so then. so then uh, in australia like uh, um culture of guns is completely like different from united states right yeah like i saw we, i think still farmers and stuff can get guns and there are some gun gun clubs and stuff but it's very it's much more protected. Like I, where I live, um, I, I work in a place called Maruchidor and I was driving past and I, there was like, there's a gun shop that opened up and I was like shocked. I was like, what the fuck is that doing here? Like, that's so fucking weird. Everyone's like, this is bizarre, but there's still this like people who do hunting and stuff, but you can't get like machine guns and like walk around schools with them and stuff, which is, um, so to be quite honest with you, like up until this point, I was very like, I guess anti-guns as a general so i was like uh kind of confused with the why in the united states like sh school shootings and shit like that i was i understand that for you uh, american it's quite important like the guns are like part of their like uh, vision of how the country should be and i respect that but i thought that at least maybe some more proper gun control or something or that people it's harder for people to get those guns like, like kill like a bunch of people in like three three motions of your hand it's pretty bad but 
But then I I did not want to, I was not like pro-gun in Ukraine, although there was conversations about that, so people can have guns. And uh, my opinion somewhat changed, at least in terms of Ukraine, because uh, sometimes I think about maybe if people in Bucha had guns, maybe they could have defended themselves at least and to not mm. get like, butchered like sheep with no means of protection. Possibly. Uh, yes. I think about people who were forced to watch their like loved ones getting raped and murdered in front of their eyes. And I think that maybe they could have, um, maybe even, I know it sounds like awful, but at least kill themselves some women before this happened. And, uh, you yeah. know, like stuff like that. So all men and women could have at least tried to had a better chance of like defending themselves and not just being like lined up and shot in the head as they were. So, yeah, yeah so this made me like consider arguments that are more like pro-gun than before. Mm. At least when your neighbor is Russia. <laughs> I but think, I, it, I, yeah. Yeah, I no, think I agree. Mexico, like, Mexico, Mexico, Mexico will not uh, attack, I think, uh, no. you know, the <laughs> United States. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I had friends who tried, like, I, I live in a very privileged society where there's not like a large majority of guns in the streets that you'd have to get rid of if we tried to tighten gun laws or anything. But like, one of the things that one of my friends tried to say to me about like um you know guns is he's like oh i want to be able to protect myself if something happens like this is at the start of covid and i need to like protect my family and it's like but do you want to be protecting your family against people with guns or against people without guns like because yeah. like and he's like well i'd rather have a gun it's like yeah but then if you have a gun the person they coming to gun, hurt yeah. you likely has a gun so it's just like a mm -hmm. force multiplier of like whatever you know, I mean, the same day that Sandy Hook happened, um, you know, which is the big, you know, the school shooting in America where little, you know, five-year-olds were killed in the classroom. Um, the same day that happened, there was a school stabbing in China and 22 students were stabbed. Yeah, I know. Zero, zero died. Zero died. But it was really hard to was... kill people with a knife. Yeah. If you're, if yeah. you're not in Assassin's Creed game, <laughs> yeah. then it's easier to kill people with mass people with knives. But uh, but yeah. if you're not like in in, in Assassin's Creed game, then uh, well, it's hard. Of course, you can, <laughs> yeah. you, you, you can kill quite a lot of people with your gun, especially the gun that shoots like massive, you know, like uh, automated kind of like uh, gun. And um, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's 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 definitely something to be concerned about, I guess, in the United States because those sh school shootings are kind of insane. Honestly, it's like their problem, specifically their problem in like yeah. in this country that uh, people. It's not like a third world country. I, I, it sounds rude, but it's how it is. You know, it's it's not like a third world country when you expect like people to get shot on the streets. But uh, it was something like that to happen in the United States quite often is pretty something needs to be done but that's just up to them of course it's not up to me or to you or to anyone else so that's for yeah. them to decide what they want to do and that's, with their and that's the thing and like you said if russia if russia was my neighbor i might have a different opinion um but yeah. in our pretty good to have a gun guns can <laughs> fuck gun. right off in my opinion in australia yeah but i don't know i don't see like us people in australia need to like guns for what exactly i no. i'm not sure yeah but no. but here it, yeah we, we settle things by glassing someone in the face at the pub. That's what that's what we do. <laughs> okay. There um, might be a conversation about legalization of weapons here, actually, because um, I'm not like exactly sure if it's good or bad thing right now. But um, thing is, so many people have guns now, 
like they bought them, they got them, they stole them, whatever the, it is. And um, uh, to maybe it's a better choice to legalize them and to officially register those owners of guns than to say people just give us guns after war ends. I'm pretty sure people would not give them back, you know. So mm. it makes uh, kind of a difficult situation. So what do you do with the huge amount of civilians who now have guns and uh, will not give them back? uh most likely mm. so there's that um i actually used to have a gun uh that i didn't never use but uh my father gave it to me when the revolution was uh, going on and uh i i was like dad i i don't know how to use it i i i i don't think i can shoot a person at all even if they're uh, like come for yeah. me you know and he was like uh take it what the fuck like take it you need it because you're like my daughter going on some revolution business like i will be like I feel safer. And I was like, oh, all right. I just took it, but I never even took it with me. Sorry, Dad. Yeah, <laughs> yes, but, yeah but I just, uh, pepper spray was the best I had uh, on the Maidan front. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Is, is um talking about your um, father, you got some a pretty cool new tattoo, right? Yeah, I did. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't sure I can show you because this like, oh, it's, it's not healed like properly yet, but. Oh, yeah. That's oh, awesome. Do you yeah, want to tell so the story like a, behind that? It's like an apricot, basically. Maybe not the best uh, angle to show it, but yeah. Oh, no, so, it's awesome. I don't know if you can see it. It's not yeah. filled up like properly yet, and I need to yeah. renovate some parts to color uh, to make it like a little bit brighter. Um, and uh, yeah, so basically, my dad was a huge fan of apricots. He used to grow them uh, apricot trees in his garden. And uh, we would pick up apricots all the time. So he would like call us and tell us, me and my sister generally, and our friends sometimes as well, would come to his place and uh, pick up like apricots from the trees. And it was like a basically a family activity or something like that. And uh, so do you can you get uh, your father's house tragically? Fuck, there's just so much happened, like so much tragedy. But your your father's house burnt down recently, right? Can you get? Oh yeah, yeah. Are any, uh, are any of those trees still there, or are they not there anymore? No, trees were destroyed by artillery, so uh, it, it, the fire it is it doesn't matter. It's just entire garden was destroyed by, um, basically by artillery. So um, uh, the burning down is uh, like a final shot in the head of this town of this house. So. It's not that bad, but um, I will, after the conversation with you, I will actually go to um, to get a report from a local fireman who um, saw what happened and to maybe go to police as well to assess like the damage. And I also need to find the old lady that lived uh, on the floor. Uh, my father's like in the house was like second floor was his. And the first mm -hmm. floor was uh, the elderly lady lived there. She was, she's like basically insane at this point. She has like a, um, illegitimate, like a dementia, stuff like that. So she basically disappeared. Like nobody can find her. And uh, oh, no. I am trying to find her and uh, I'm not sure if I'd be able to, but, but if I get this report that she was the one who responsible for the damage that was done by fire, and um, then I could uh, call the police basically on her to find her yeah. because her yeah. relatives do not respond. And um, I don't know where like she is or where she's staying and stuff. So we didn't have like the good relationship, but still like leaving her um, feels bad. So I probably yeah. should uh, try to find her at least. 
and maybe like find a place for her or something because her apartment like burned up entirely. Yeah. Yeah. You're a good person. You're a good Thank person. You. And I, I'm sure your dad um, would love the fact that you got that awesome tattoo. Um, <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, that, like, that lady is a giant bitch, I must say. <laughs> but still, <laughs> she always But she's was. still a human. She's still a yeah, human, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, but she's like, uh, again, she's not like well even. So like uh, she's like barely understands what is going on. And, uh, you know, maybe at least I could find some like place to... Uh, so someone, someone who could like care for her or something because she is not capable of caring for herself and uh, you yeah. know mm, stuff of like course. that. Is um so I've I've been a huge advocate for you to create like a TikTok or something like that um, <laughs> to start vlogging uh, your day to day stuff because um you're you're getting like super popular and you're getting interviewed and you're also ending up in news and yeah, university papers like you're getting cited. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what's, what's that about tell us about that uh so um a person wrote me an email that they were writing us university paper about uh, some stuff that is happening in ukraine which i guess many people uh, especially those who like study like political sciences maybe or like uh, you know stuff like that they do write or history maybe or um, social studies something like that so they do talk i think about ukraine obviously right now for because it is like a hot topic but uh so they basically cited me uh, my interview with Dylan Burns uh, as a, like a source <laughs> in their <laughs> university paper, which I which um, I think uh, not many people know about that, but it boosted my legitimacy in my eyes for sure. Yeah, I did in the university. Fuck off, you know. So like that, pretty chap actually. That's so good. I think um, I, I think uh, yeah, you sh you need to start vlogging your content or like creating TikToks or something. Imagine you doing like a little dance in front of like a destroyed building and go viral and then and you'd be bringing more attention to the <laughs> I just oh, I just I really really don't, don't like social media that much and I know uh, this is your burden. This is the thorn in your side. This is what you need yeah. to do for humanity. I already got Twitter. How more do you want me to call? <laughs> oh, you got yeah, the most yeah, cancerous yeah. Cancerous one of yes, all. Yes, yes, yeah. Um, but uh, that's people asked me to, you know, because they wanted to, like, know, you know, to know what how I'm doing, to talk with me and stuff. And I only got what had Facebook that I barely used before war. So <laughs> there's that. I, I just, I just really don't like it. I think it's a huge waste of time. I have like my real life friends that I, you know, talk with and hang out with. You need to, I don't. Nah. I don't. You need I don't to. Need you need to start avoiding real life. Get into a dark room <laughs> and just. You need to play video games and you need to like chat to people online. That's 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 how to live a good life. I, I think um, about it honestly. People say I should start like YouTube and shit, and I yeah. like I, ba I barely have the time to sleep, guys. I really like can't imagine uh, filming shit and. There you uh, go. Want Film to... yourself sleeping. That'll that'll go viral in itself. <laughs> like <laughs> people do it. Yuck. <laughs> that's yuck. I'm sorry. Yeah. That, that's. Um, have you seen? You, do have you, you seen those? David? <laughs> have you seen those people? Film yourself asleep, but I won't. Have you, yeah. have you seen those people who do that? They like film themselves asleep, and if people donate, yeah. it sets an alarm off, and then it wakes them up. So, like, it's, it's a live creepy. video. Yeah, I know it's great, right? The internet is, the internet yeah. is such a wonderful place. Sometimes, it's uh, I love the creep. Um, 
So oh. if, <laughs> I see. if anyone, <laughs> I, I, um, I wanted to jump into some questions and answers because you've, um, you, like you mentioned, you've got some stuff to do and tonight you're going on not so erudite stream. Is that yep. right? Mm -hmm. Cool. Yep. So if people are still up in that side of the world, go check out not so erudite and, um, say hello from deep drinks. If you're a deep drinkser, I don't know what deep drinks people are, but if you're from deep drinks, say hello. Um, so, but deep I, this, deep drinkers, that's it, that's it. Um, so I have a few questions. Uh, and if anyone got any questions, leave me in the comments now. But I, I want to get to know you better as like a person. So I, mm. I don't actually know much about you besides the most tragic and impactful parts of your life. Um, but uh, so I'm just going to ask you some really basic questions. What's your favorite music? Mm, I listen to a lot of stuff, so not exactly like uh, when I was a teen, I mostly listened to rock music primarily, and it still kind of is my fave, but I do listen to electronic stuff as well, I listen to a little bit of rap as well, but not much, and uh, yeah, but um, quite a lot of like uh, dark wave stuff I like, 80s music I really like, so synth and shit like that, and uh, I do love a lot okay. of stuff, so, so yeah, but but primarily like rock music. One of my favorite, absolute favorite bands is Falls, which is a British band. Uh, oh, and okay. I, I even managed to get to their concert uh, before like Corona shit. And it was pretty based in Kiev. And uh, yeah, that was, I think, the last concert I actually went to, which is uh, okay. pretty sad because I used to go all the time. And um, yeah, and uh, it was like coronavirus who like, destroyed that that activity for me but also you know now it's not not the time for concerts that's for sure so um, yeah does uh do you like do you like uh, metal at all or is it just rock i don't really listen to metal that much some bands i did like when i was like younger yes but uh i metal not as much but depends on the on the band some something what, i do like what are some rock bands that you like some big some ones that i might know uh, False is basically a rock band, but it's kind of like an alternative type of vibe. But I am huge. I was a huge fan and still am of System of the Down, if you know. Uh, yeah, I love System of the Down. Yeah, I do love them still. Yeah, yeah, I do love them still. It was my favorite like band when I was a you know a teenager. Mm. It still kind of kind of is because I really like enjoy it and you know stuff like that. Cornell also love a lot, and Corn, uh, it, it is kind of new metal, so I guess considered, considered, yeah, some hardcore stuff I, I do listen like, to, but not as much. Do, do you uh, go as far as like Slipknot or Marilyn Manson or anything like that? Yeah, was Manson actually Ramstein? was a huge ass fan. I was huge ass fan of Marilyn Manson when I was a teenager as well. Yeah. I do listen to it sometimes now. It's just that yeah. uh, right, I don't listen as heavy music as much now. And yeah, uh, yeah. but uh, Slipknot I used to, I actually not as much, but uh, my sister's boyfriend First boyfriend was huge fan of Slipknot, and he was like, uh, you know, uh, playing their stuff mm. a lot. So I heard it, but it's like, uh, although yeah. I do like, it's one of their of their, how should I say it, or not, less heavy song, but maybe you know, it's called Dead Memories. I really enjoy uh, it. And it's like an epic video. I really like it. Is Very that the like, one? Uh, is Dead Memories the? Um... It's more like not as early uh, music as. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't, I didn't, oh, this, it's from the album. Man, like, I, I, I can really tell, love this song. It's epic. I can tell from and, the album, from the, the, the mask, it was the album I missed out on. So I yeah. was a big fan of like Subliminal Versus Three. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. 
the Iowa beginning all that kind of stuff yeah and then and then later oh, on, yeah. but I, I missed this this album wasn't a big big one for me this this uh, one i do enjoy a lot and uh, also the video is just it's 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 majestic it's absolutely uh, stunning in terms of like how it's done and the message in it i do re recommend like checking it out uh because okay. it is brilliant in, in always and uh, yeah so yeah i did listen like to some heavy stuff i like uh, godsmack also I, um, one of the, my absolute favorite bands still, it's not metal, but it's kind of on the heavier side, is Tool. I don't know if you know oh, that. But yeah, I've, but been, like, I've been listening to so much Tool lately. Like I've only oh, just I got love into it. it. That's, yeah. that's one of my favorite bands of all time well, still. Uh, uh, yeah. I've been, I was, I did listen to, I uh, forgot what the, the album's called, Aenema or something? Yeah. And then I started listening to Lateralis recently, and they're the two albums I've listened to. I like to listen to whole albums rather than like bits. And yeah, pieces, I do so. that as well. Always, yeah. I have like albums with dates and with like shit, like with the, <laughs> yeah. you know, like I, I actually have like physical albums as well. It's crazy. Oh yeah. But, uh, yeah. Also, if you do love a tool, to um, give a perfect circle a chance. It's uh, okay. Uh, I've, I've listened to. That's with it's, um. It's actually, it's actually Maynard who is the vocalist of the tool. It's like his project, basically side project. Is, really, and is tw isn't Twee Ramirez? Who wasn't he the, like the bass player of them? Twee Ramirez. Um, Perfect know. Circle is one of his uh, of his projects as well as Tool. So I uh, hot take, but I actually like Perfect Circle even more than Tool. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, to me it's even more interesting. But um, yeah, so like stuff like that. Honestly, I was a huge like placebo fan girl, but this is like indie post punk, uh, more like rocker type of stuff. And I was listening to it a lot, and I went to like maybe like ten concerts of theirs when I was younger. So yeah, so it was pretty pretty lit. Uh, yeah, I also a lot of a lot of Ukrainian stuff, and we have pretty great music actually. But uh, not many people know it. But uh, rock rock and electronic music is popular in Ukraine and hip hop as well. You'll have to give us some some um, Ukrainian music to listen to, and I'll um I'll I'll give you some if you know my taste now. So give me some um you'll have to give me like text me some uh, artists and I'll listen to it. And the next time you're on, I'll do a review with you. <laughs> yeah, um, but mostly Ukrainian stuff is rarely heavy. It's mostly like rock. Uh, uh, hey, rock I can get into. I, yeah, yeah. I, I like Bob Dylan, Neil Young. I like rap. I like mm -hmm. I like all types of music. Yeah. Oh, rap is well, super popular most. in Ukraine. And yeah. also we have like this electronic uh, vibe. So our like pop music uh, is mostly electronic folk. So blend like of electronic music <laughs> with folk ethnic music. It's incredibly yeah. popular in Ukraine. It's like the wow. most uh, most popular music. So basically since uh, our independence, there was this revival of uh, everything. Yeah, ethnic people just like crave this like uh, cultural mm. expression of uh, that was suppressed for so many decades and even centuries. And uh, music, uh, our music generally has some kind of blend of you know like of uh, folk mm. ethna ethno sound to it so yeah so well, that, it's, it's funny you say that because that's that's what system of a down has it has like these these armenian folk beats yeah, yeah. to yeah. metal it's it's incredible they, um, they edit edit quite a lot in a lot of their music as well yes yeah favorite movie mm, man i have so many favorite movies <laughs> in the top three. Hard, hard to name one uh, I do love uh, in Bruce. I think it's called in English. Uh, Brugge is a, um, it's lay down in Bruce or something like that. It, it, in, in Russian, it's Zalech nad Brugge, but um, uh, in English, it's called in, in Bruce, I think. 
In okay. Uh, it, oh, I haven't I seen it. Oh my god, it's iepic. I will try to find it. Da in it, it's it's B R U G E S in Bruce 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 I don't oh, know how to Okay, yeah. Yeah, in Bruce, yeah. This is one yeah. of my definitely one of my top favorite movies. It's absolute masterpiece in every way. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> looks yeah, fun. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, I really fun. love it. It's it's pretty dark like in its films. It's it's like a tra tragic comedy basically. And okay. um yeah, it is uh it is depressing in some parts, but it's also extremely beautiful and very funny. So okay. yeah, uh, I do recommend it highly. And this uh, and other works of this uh, um, filmmaker as well, pretty, pretty, pretty based, not only this one. So yeah, so this one I think is pretty good. Um, it's like a fucking fairy tale, Tyler said. Okay, what I don't know that. Uh, in, in Bruce? Bruce. Uh, yeah, in Bruce, yeah. It is. It, 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 oh, it's a comment. Oh my God. It's like a reference. Oh, you're so cute. Thank oh, you. is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah it's I, oh, I understand. Okay. It's a reference to the movie. It's just that the one of the, the basically the, the whole idea behind this movie was that the filmmaker went to Belgium in, in Rouge and he was like, holy shit, this is so beautiful, but also so fucking boring. So, you know, because it's like very calm, very like European middle age, middle age, uh, like middle ages type of town. It's so it's very like pretty, like a fairy tale, but also very boring at the same time. So both characters kind of represent the, that are there. They're like killers that are hiding in the hiding and they hide in, in all of the places in, in Bruges, in Belgium. So they basically are completely different characters that both represent the vision of this like uh, a filmmaker of his feelings about this, but in a very like tragic comedy way. And uh, and they talk about Bruges all the time in a like very negative way and very positive way. It, it, there is a phrase there that's it's a fucking fairy tale, man. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. So this is like a yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a very great film, obviously, but yeah. And the actors did a burning job. So uh, yeah. Other than that. I also really love uh, Knocking on Heaven's Door, I think it's called in, in English. It's a pretty old film. Um, it's hard to me because I don't know how they call it in English. <laughs> yeah, but I think it, it's, it's not. 1979? On... That looks. Ah, yeah, 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 right. It's old. Uh, that, uh, that one, if you show me like the pic, I maybe tell you that if it's that or not. Yeah, that one. It's fucking awesome. I love this okay. movie. Yeah, also, I do love uh, Trainspotting a lot. Okay, I've only watched half of Trainspotting, um, but I'll have to rewatch it. Yeah. <laughs> it, it is pr pretty, like, a <clears throat> intense film, let's put it like that. But it is brilliant, honestly. Like, the best Scottish thing ever. <laughs> I love oh. it. What up, beautiful people? Slava Ukraini. That's Michael Granada. You've been on his channel as well. Oh, hello, Michael. I remember you. <laughs> and <laughs> someone, he's a good dude. And someone said, um, Anna, you are very well spoken. You're, you're a great ambassador for Ukraine. I hope you can build a platform to get the world to listen. It's important to continue to support for Ukraine. That's a sign. Thank you, you should build a TikTok or a YouTube or something. And uh, <laughs> no, oh, you, it's, you, the, it, it's Thornbjorn again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, cool. yeah. Yeah, I thank you very much. I will try, but it's just honestly really hard to do right now because of yeah. the blackout blackouts and the just the lack of time I have for you know everything, honestly. Yeah. Uh, like yeah, so yeah, really hard. I if do you, try to keep, I mean, keep my Twitter up, so there's that. Yeah. I'm super busy um with um and my wife and I are about to have a baby, but if there's anything oh, I can do to help at all time. Congrats. Yeah. 
Thank you. We, we, it was our first baby conceived through IVF, so a you know, month away. So we're very stoked. Um, <laughs> but if you need help, um, I'll try and help as much as I can if you decide to, to make a YouTube or something like that. Um, favorite book? Mm. If you read. I do read. I <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, uh, uh, what, 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 what would be your favorite book? Or think... favorite author? You could Oh, um, hmm. I really love, uh, used to be a huge fan of Chuck Palahniuk, uh, which is Fight Club. By the way, one of my favorite movies oh, as yeah. well, Fight Club. Yeah, great yes. movie. Yeah, yeah so uh, this one I do love, his older stuff especially. Uh, I'm a huge fan of uh, Kerouac, uh, Jack Kerouac, uh, and uh, I'm on the road, one of his favorite uh one of his like most popular uh, books. Um, I do love uh, um, Gilbert Adair. I don't know if you know him. And um, yeah, um, I also love uh, um, how do you how do you call that book in English? I think uh, I think it's whatever. His the author is Jeanette. Uh, it's a French author. I really love his stuff as well. It's pretty gay, <laughs> but but really, really amazing, uh, uh, interesting work. Yeah, so read, that's what I like. Have you read any uh, Haruki Murakami? Yeah, I did. Actually, do love him a lot. Yeah. What's Have you read Kafka on the Shore? Yes. Um, yeah. Um, I recently... I, I actually written. love Kafka himself. I mean, yeah. his, his book. Oh, Franz Kafka, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I went to a party recently and I suggested a bunch of people read Kafka on the Shore. And I was like, it's the best, it's the best. And then it's I amazing, went away yeah. and started like listening to the, an audio version and I forgot how, like, it's essentially eroticism and something. Like, it's talking, it's like. Yeah, it's pretty boring. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, oh, God, what are these people going to think of me? I was talking it up like it's the best book ever and it's pretty much like. There's a lot it is, of but it is great. Yeah, 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 it's a great book. Great book. Uh, I, I really love uh, Misima as well from Japanese uh, uh, works. He, it is not uh, work friendly books and uh, do not like. Is, um, is that the guy who wrote No Longer Human? Uh, no Longer Human, I don't know, honestly. Um, okay. I know, like, uh, yeah, The Confession of Mask, is I think, is called uh, in English, uh, Ispavid Mask in Russian. And um, love that you know so many yeah. languages, like that's crazy. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, but I, I do miss him, it's pretty cool, but uh, but very like uh, weird ass Japanese stuff, so some like can yeah, cannibalism yeah. fantasies, and <laughs> you know, oh, pretty gay know. as well. Again, so there's <laughs> the, yeah, there's that, and uh, yeah, so that's this I do like, I do like fantasy as well. So Tolkien, I love, and uh, yeah, and, yeah, I also am pretty huge Dune fan. So ah, I've got that on yeah. my bookshelf, ready to read. I haven't. Read I, I am as well. Uh, you can see it like maybe on <laughs> yeah. the top. Uh, no, there's I... like books on top. Uh, there's yeah, like a I'll lot of them. Dune stuff uh, right there. Someone, so, someone asked this. This isn't my question, um, but someone asked favorite anime. If you watch anime, um, Monster is my favorite anime for sure. It okay, is, cool. It, yeah, it is uh, quite long, like seventy something episodes, and it is incredibly serious shit. So oh, no, yeah. no, like kawaii, kawaii shit in there. It's a detective, a tragedy, a very like deep story about uh, humanity, I guess, and very oh, right. 
accurate. So a lot of like genocides, uh, war, uh, fascist, Nazi shit, and uh, it is uh, incredibly accurate. Accurate in terms of how it represents stuff as well. So um, okay, I'm gonna have to put that on my list. Is um, it, if, it is awesome. What, it is awesome. Would you consider reading on the road? Is that do you think is a book I would enjoy? Is it like a novel? Uh, uh, you mean anime or monster or the uh, book? Or... On the road, the book on the road by uh, Jack. Book? On the road by Jack Kerouf. Oh, on the road, yeah, on the road. I see Kerouf. Yeah, uh, yeah. It is pretty um, interesting uh, thing to read. It's about uh, pretty much uh, the period of in in uh, how do you call them? Not Gen X, but I think you, you call them Gen. No, no, Gen X. Uh, Bitniki, they called Bitniks, Bit Bitnik okay. generation. Yeah, so it's uh, calls about the like this after war, after World War uh, generation that was like this uh, very you know frisky. Sometimes they like uh, would started to wear jeans and drink shit, and the you know like sexual revolution type of business was on the horizon. And this is like their like uh, his um, there were there was like this breakage of. Um, I guess values of like family values of traditions and he explored that with his friends uh and uh yeah that's pretty much what the book is about and uh, okay. his real his real life like um adventures and friends who inspired the book uh he was like basically a bit of a like a voyeurist 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 he was like um observing weird ass people <laughs> and getting inspired by by their lives is what he did basically and okay. uh, yeah, yeah. Look, and I'm I'm nervous, but I might have to give Monster a go. I'm nervous just because I'm not a huge anime fan. I only really like um if Spirit you don't away. like oh that's great, uh, but this is like a classic. But if you don't like anime, you will actually like Monster because okay. it's not your tip it's not your typical anime. It's like um yeah. uh, it's it's animated like a uh, movie more like so it feels like okay. uh, so there's no like uh, you know like uh, kawaii shit. There's no like uh, uh, big big eyed stuff. Uh, there's no like exaggerated emotions like stuff we would generally expect to see in anime. This is like very serious. Very the the manga it was um, um, made of is incredibly like uh, it's like a novel basically with pictures. So it's very pretty deep and the story is uh, quite gruesome but very like touching also in a way. So I love yeah. that we've been talking about some like really serious stuff and like talking about like world issues and the comments have been pretty chill. As soon as we start mentioning anime, everyone's like, Oh, monster is good. I think you like it, David. It's a classic American beat. Like everyone's just commenting like, so, all right, I might have to it, check it, it out. It is, it is, it is very good. I also actually, one of the most uh, gripping things I've probably seen in terms of, uh, of values of people, of how to stick to them, of, uh, of goodness and, uh, you know, of trying to, to live by your morals and how hard it is sometimes. And uh, yeah, it is pretty, pretty, pretty intense uh, stuff. And I do recommend it for sure. But I also love, uh, it is a bit of a more like a girly, I guess, anime, you would say, <laughs> but it is uh, uh, called uh, Paradise Kiss. I really love it. As a, as, a, as a teen, I used to watch it all the time. It is very beautiful, but it is like more like a romantic fashion, like a self-discovery journey of a young like girl, basically. But it is pretty okay. pretty based in terms of like aesthetics and fashion. But I do recommend Monster <laughs> more, obviously. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. But it is it is pretty beautiful as well for this case. I I remember it kind of like made an impact on me as a young person. But it is maybe more of a young person, um, you know, like uh, anime kind of vibe. Monster yeah. is definitely for adults for sure. 
Okay. Um, um, mm-hmm. It's funny how some books and like movies and stuff like make a really impact on you and then they've got like a special place. Um, like I love how books can change you like as a person, like not to get all weird and deep, but there's some books like for me, my favorite books are like, my favorite novels are like Norwegian Wood by Murakami. Oh, Dar- Dar- yeah, yeah, yeah. Dar- Norwegian oh, Wood. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, no, it's that book, yeah, that right. book like broke me as a, per- like, like you said, like um, some some stuff like oh, that's like the Ameri- uh, some of the books you were saying were pretty gay before. Um, I'm straight, but like if no, I turn me gay, Murakami. I don't care. Norwegian Wood, like every, <laughs> some like the writing was so. I remember actually getting off that stream and being like, that man could probably make me gay. Like they, I talked to my friends <laughs> on the game. I was like, that that book just like touched my soul in some weird way that I've. It was just yeah, it is pretty incredible. Right. It broke also, me, and then I never, I never heard the song Norwegian Wood. Well, never properly listened. I'm sure I heard it somewhere. I never heard the Beatles song Norwegian Wood until I read the book, and then when I listened to it for the first time, like it hit me. Like I nearly cried. Like I was just like, "Fuck!" Like it's just it, it bring the story into that. It was just yeah, weird. yeah. It is. Yeah. I, I also, I when you asked me what was my favorite book, uh, yes, I named you some some authors, but I actually was a. Uh, like very impacted and I think I really love it still like Portrait uh, Doriana uh, Gray which is like Portrait of Dorian Gray uh, Oscar Wilde Oscar, um, Oscar Wilde is a classic uh, British like writer and uh, yeah so this one was something that I really like uh, it was my favorite book for sure for many years so maybe like not now but I do I do love it uh, yeah so Portrait of Dorian Gray okay yeah don't watch the movies they're awful <laughs> <laughs> Every adaptation of, of this of this book is horrendously bad, but the the book itself is pretty 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 interesting, and the concept is just amazing and always. And uh, it was like copied by many media, different media. The, this idea of this uh, person, um, and uh, it, it was it was very original, but also quite deep in terms of like uh, um, you know like uh, psychology of people, I guess. Right. Okay. Oh, well, I'm going to have to read that one as well. Have you read Stoner by John Williams? What? Can you say it again? Stoner by John no, Williams? I, I didn't. Didn't. It's not about a stoner, like someone who smokes weed. It's <laughs> a guy in the book called um, William Stoner. And it's, it's like, it's a book where it feels like nothing happens in the book. It, it goes through someone's entire life from like when they're a kid all the way to the death. It feels like nothing happens, but like a very average, boring life. Like, he gets married. They're not happy. He becomes a teacher. He, he gets, but it somehow it's just the perfect novel. I don't know how to describe it, but it's a really <laughs> short book. Um, yeah, anyway. you know, sometimes sometimes about the writing is what grips you really, not like the yeah. some plot plot. I love some some cool plots, <laughs> but but sometimes it's like uh, uh, yeah. So what Dorian uh, Portrait of Dorian Gray is uh, the book that has like very interesting concept for sure, like a very unique kind of plot. But uh, some books are like on the road. It describes just your basic like shit, but uh, at the same time, it's uh, you know, it's uh, kind of feels like real life, and but written in such a way that it grips you, I guess. Hmm. So yeah. Okay. Um, There's some, so some other book on my mind that I just can't remember right now, <laughs> but it is it is the one like that I do love a lot. Uh, fuck. Maybe maybe I remember it at some point and like message well, you. One of my favorite books, um, and, and, and it's weird because it hit me right in the feels as well, but when I was like deconstructing my faith, was God is Not Great by, by Christopher Hitchens. I read it. I read um, it, yeah. Yeah, and that, 
maybe it was because the audiobook, because I mainly listen to audiobooks, mainly I listen to heaps, but mainly because the audiobook had him narrating it and had Mozart or some classical music in between. It just, for some reason, it just hit me really weird and made me feel a lot better about what I was going through because I was like a pretty, yeah. I was like a Pentecostal youth pastor Christian speaking in tongues, praying for people. Like I was, you know, so to, to, to deconstruct from that faith was a huge journey for me. And that book really, you know, the points near the second half of the book aren't great for me, but like, or anything, but it's not really the points. It's like somehow the poetry and the writing, I don't know. Um, that, that got to me. That, that's not a good book for me. Oh, um, I remembered one of my absolute fel- favorite films that should be definitely in top five is V for Vendetta. I've wanted to watch that for years. It is amazing. I, I really, I have the comic book actually. It was okay. like physical comic book and it is a little bit different from the movie. But this is like a rare instance when the movie changed some stuff and it actually got not exactly better, but, you know, like it, it, it did make it worse, I guess. Uh, so, yeah, the movie is pretty, pretty based, I'd say. Yeah. Um, very. I, I think you would like it, like it, considering like what I heard from you. <laughs> you I think it okay. would be interesting to you because it does talk about like, uh, you know, like... Um, about the totalitarian regimes, about personal responsibility, about thinking, like free thinking, thinking for yourself. It does talk about that every person who tolerates basically uh, fascism, like uh, and intolerance towards others, how they create the society themselves as well by tolerating this stuff and getting it uh, take, letting it take hold. I very like this twist of like personal responsibility there about how people are. Uh, docile and how they uh, pretty much uh, out of fear they uh, succumb their liberties their freedoms to to for safety and comfort but then that creates those like very totalitarian regimes and uh, yeah it also talks about like a lot of like uh, uh, oppression of people of like religious uh, thought and and gay and you know like all starts of that so it's it's pretty pretty mm. interesting but most of all i think it's brilliant in terms of showing um how resistance truly should be uh to such uh how important it is to to resist such uh, regimes from ever ever gaining power which is something i think very accurate and uh you know uh on the time uh comp- uh, and when we talk about russia for example so yeah mm. um in pre- preparation for our last interview i started reading on you on tyranny um and he released a second part of it on tyranny which is 21 lessons for the 21st century but on tyranny on ukraine because the first part of the book or maybe 20 on, on ukraine the, the first book he, was, he talks about like the threat of putin and the threat of like his perspective and then now he re-released the audio version talking about eh, see this is what's happening in ukraine like russia's fucking everyone yeah. like this is what i was talking about and he talked so it's really it was a really good good uh, listen um the audio audible version but uh so we have i i, I do need to um, be mindful of your time and my time but um someone said um hitchens was introduction for a whole new way of thinking for me yeah me too let us to a young contrarian that is another great book by hitchens and if you like hitchens mortality was amazing he was writing that on his deathbed as he was dying of cancer and it oh. ends abruptly it's incredible the way he the way his perspective is about death as like the poster boy for atheism someone asked what did um what did the average ukrainian think of americans before the war compared to now 
Um, well, um, now the opinion about uh, Americans and America as like United States uh, is definitely up <laughs> comparatively to what it was before. So people are appreciative for the help, being pretty grateful and uh, see the West in much more, um, you know, like uh, more, more like a ally of sorts and more like a... Uh, more pleasantly for sure but uh it wasn't like in the Ru in russia so since 90s nobody pretty much talked that much about the united states so it wasn't like constant like propaganda all the evil west you know western degeneracy gays are coming to you know <laughs> the gays are coming that, yeah and rape you so this is like um basically so this is like the the it's like russia so it's russian wipe not ours and after the dissolvement of soviet union uh, people did not like talk that much about the West. So, and also uh, we got, got started to like consume um, basically like pop pop culture, like media uh, from the West and specifically from United States as well. So it was like kind of like a neutral to pleasant basically. So it was not like bad um, even before the war at all. Maybe even only only to like very elderly people who like lived their whole lives in Soviet Union. Maybe uh, they would be like cautious, I guess, uh, and uh, maybe have like negative opinions about the United States. But most like younger people would pretty like from neutral to like pleasant and uh, mm. you know to good basically. And uh, but now it's even elderly people are like very chuffed about the United States, which is pretty pretty <laughs> surreal to see. So we, me and Dylan, went to this. Uh, um, residential area in Kharkiv called Saltivka, uh, Pivnishna Saltivka uh, in Ukrainian and Severna Saltivka in Russian. It was uh, pretty destroyed basically. So like a six, uh, more than half a million people lived there and they no longer live there. So yeah, and uh, there's like Mariupol level of destruction there. So I took Dylan there, me and Igor and Dylan went to film stuff there. And we met that elderly gentleman I think he was like maybe 70 something maybe and um he was uh um still lives there which is pretty rough i don't know how he does it but uh basically he was like do you think this will be rebuilt is there a chance that they will like help us restore this whole thing and it was like well we don't know for sure but we hope so that the, after the war ends that people will restore you know the damage and some something cannot be restored to be quite honest it just need to be removed and rebuilt entirely and i but i didn't want to like you know <laughs> to tell that to this uh, person and i was like uh, yeah there is like hope don't worry and he, but i like you need to move away from here it's impossible to live here in winter times there's like no water no heat no electricity you you just it just you need to find someplace else for yourself and he was like, well, you see, like, this apartment, it's mine. It's the only one that didn't burn up in this entire building. How can I leave it? You know, stuff like that, basically. And, and you know, it's a bit pretty sad, pretty sad, honestly. But then I was like, do you want to, like, say something to, like, my American friend? He's doing, like, a journalist project on uh, to show what's happening in Ukraine and in Kharkiv specifically. And he was, like, very shy. He didn't want to talk. But then he was like, yeah, yeah, I will talk. And then he was part of his, like... Uh, what he said to Dylan on camera was basically thanking the United States and he did, did even a little bow to Dylan, which is pretty surreal, <laughs> think, honestly. Yeah. I and think he I saw little, that. Yeah, he like put his uh, hand on his heart and he was like this. 
So this is like oh, in wow. Ukraine. If, if you really like uh, think the person is uh, is lit, I think you're, I think you're lit. <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you. Yeah, so this is what you do basically, like bow a little with your head and you like put a, a hand on your heart. It, it, it expresses like the the appreciation the most about as as much as you can possibly. So yeah, so this is pretty surreal to see because uh, I'm pretty sure that before this uh, he would never like do that to an American. Uh, 20 something year old uh, guy uh, yeah. just because you know he came to film um, uh, stuff in Kharkiv so yeah this is so the change is pretty significant I'd say especially to elderly people for sure mm. but we were not well, on the hate America hate, hate trend before so it was like neutral mostly so um two last questions yep. um do you have a message for you? This is you asked this to you last time, and I want to see it's probably you're probably very similar. But do you have a message for the Ukrainian army? I'm not sure they will listen to your, to your podcast, but yeah, yeah. But if, but, but if they if they did, I do say my messages to them all the time in person, you know, because I yeah. do talk to them, yeah, when I do my volunteer stuff, but uh, but the message is the same, honestly. The message is just you know, hold on, guys. I know it's really, really hard, especially at this time already, and winter is going to be here, and we will do everything we can to support you, to keep you warm, to feed you, to assist you in any way we can. We love you all, and uh, every single one of you is a hero to me and to everyone, and we are only having our lives right now because you chose to maybe sacrifice yours or uh, put yourselves in awful danger uh, for all of us, which is uh, should be forever respected by everyone and not only Ukrainians, I think, but literally everyone. And um, yeah, so we do really care about all of you. And I finally got a message from my best friend. He did not respond for me uh, to me nearly four weeks. So I was on the front lines. He was in the like the hardest, the hottest like places. And I was mm-hmm. starting to get worried that he died which is pretty mm. possible. But at the same time, I was on his list. Uh, me, my his sister and his best friend, another friend, were on his list to notify if he dies. So mm. uh, I, I did not receive such a notification, so I thought that maybe he's fine. But still, four weeks without like anything, yeah. and I got uh, and I got several like reports, and uh, people told me in other in other uh, military people that in Bakhmut we lost a lot of people, and uh, half the battalions were like uh, gone, and uh, he was there last time I spoke with him. So yeah, but he just messaged me a couple of days ago, and he said that he was injured pretty bad, and he's in a hospital in uh, Kharkiv Oblast, and uh, but he's pretty okay, and will be returned to kicking Russian asses in two weeks or three. <laughs> so he's mm-hmm. fine, and yeah, he's alive, and that's uh, something. Uh, yeah, and uh, I would people like to people to know that this is every soldier basically. So. He, this is just my best friend, right? But there's like he's someone. Uh, there's people are someone's sons, brothers, uh, friends, uh, fathers, uh, you know, and husbands, uh, boyfriends, whatever, girlfriends. If it's w- women serving and daughters and mothers, so yeah, this is just people. This is not the, like uh, some aliens. And uh, mm. I, I feel like many people 
many people treat in the West. Sometimes I feel like in America, I also I hear the sentiments a lot. They like talk about their military, like they're like aliens or something, you know, but this is just, it's, it's people like it's uh, people as everyone else. So uh yeah so yeah to me it's very obvious because uh, this is my best friend this is friends other friends who serve this is like i talk with them when i go to do volunteer work and this is just just your people just your regular people no different from anyone else only a mm. bit braver than most i guess <laughs> yeah so um so you probably like already say this a million times but i wonder if you had a little message for dgg <laughs> yeah well they know my message already i think they're <laughs> cutie boys <laughs> this is my, my main message uh i was uh i really am grateful 100 percent for everything they did and really um but they just uh, not only like for of, of like financial support which is obviously very important i was able to do a lot in terms of volunteer help and seeing those smiley faces when you get them like thermal wear and like generators and uh, you know like medical supplies uh, i just uh, recently posted a picture uh, of um, i got in contact with the local um, combat uh, doctor like combat military uh, doctor and he uh, asked me if I can help with getting meds quite a lot of medical uh, pills and uh, stuff like that for the army we did bought quite a lot so this is like you know just uh, something you do and this is something you do when you help uh, because it's your money like I use I do like buy it and deliver and stuff like that but it's just only possible because of your donations so I'm very grateful of course but just in general they just treated me incredibly well and I enjoy talking with them when I can uh and uh, yeah overall I think uh, I do love my cutie pies so <laughs> yeah. so uh yeah I love DGG like well I don't know I guess I'm part of DGG like I've been watching Destiny for years and I'm part Yay, of the community, DGG so gang yeah woo um so i uh wanted to shout out your stuff one more time make sure guys if you want to help um anna uh with any of the volunteering work she does please go um donate to her paypal that's her email just there go straight to paypal.com put in her email and oh, you can send her money. be careful be careful guys there are a lot of like people now that are pretending to be me so scumbags yeah so i don't post anywhere other than twitter pretty much so not reddit posts or something like yeah. discord uh, it's not me so if a person like um, says like they make my they took my picture my name and like the flag even behind like the yeah. the field with the sky so they like pretend to be me uh, the most glorious one was what that was asking for money in peso which is <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure what I will do in Peso with in Ukraine from Latin America. I think it is or Mexico, Mexico maybe. I don't know sure. Uh. So basically, like uh, yeah. So this is not me. Basically, I don't ask for money at all. I only like post on Twitter and talk about it on streams. So if you see like any messages anywhere else, it's not me. And be very careful with the email. They like change one letter uh, in my email yeah. to you know pretend it's me. So yeah, be be careful, please, because there's nothing I can do about it, honestly yeah but so go here press Control c copy this email go to paypal and send her all of your money um, <laughs> no no don't send me all of your money <laughs> it goes to it goes uh, it goes to a good cause um helping get don't things, do that um or to to fight off the orcs to fight off the russian invasion and to stop like directly stop terrorism or directly help those who are injured from this terrorism so 
Um, yeah, so thanks. yeah, guys. So uh, Anna, it's it's been a pleasure once again. It's so easy to talk to you. We've been talking for two hours and fifteen minutes. It's and oh, uh, there's more yeah. stuff I could have gone into, but I it's just so easy talking to you. You're always welcome back on Deep Drinks, and we'll probably catch up again <laughs> another few months if you're keen just to get another update yeah. on the wall. But um, Anna, it's been lovely having you on. Is there anything else you want to say before we go? No, not really. Just follow David. He's cool. And yeah, he is he like um uh we want some I would share some dirt on you. You literally uh, signed yourself as a very cool guy in my messenger. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that. Oh yeah, so, shit. No, because you called me <laughs> you called me a very cool you said yeah, I'm a very cool guy. So I changed my nickname in Facebook so, yes. Messenger to um to very cool guy i think um stardust said um when like i interviewed stardust do you know who stardust is yeah yeah i know yeah she called me um uh she said go, everyone go follow she was just saying something she's like everyone go follow dave he's super bass super chill so i with my mates i changed my name in the group chat to super bass super chilled <laughs> everyone's like you're such a uh, wanker I'm like ah. <laughs> it's your move apparently right so yeah it's just, it's just i'm a very cool you guy you, you heard a very cool guy so let's uh let's yes, subscribe yeah. if you like this content yeah um, do do that and uh, yeah I, I hope to like you know maybe like talk again soon at some point yeah but uh, there's a lot of stuff that's going on and um yeah so i will like message you sometime oh, on messenger. Yeah, yeah yeah so we can like chill again i guess and it was very cool. pleasant and i'm not bust whatsoever so i'm really uh you know good to do my business <laughs> talking okay. with firemen and policemen uh, without okay. being uh, looking like really bust so yeah that, okay. that's good yeah despite awesome. our like drinking for bullshit uh, game which <laughs> i really like <laughs> it was a great game yeah. uh, i'll have to come up with another drinking game next time all right guys I'll see you later. Bye. Bye.